3: All right, we are live for WGON's live traffic report for April twenty fifth, twenty twenty. I am Eric,
2: and I'm uh, Matt.
3: And uh, we are <laughs> here tonight. We're still locked down in COVID nineteen um, coronavirus virus quarantine. Uh, I'm sad. well. I don't. I've I've been working at home. You've been going to the office. So not much has changed for you, has it?
2: No, it's, it's been busy. The, uh, the government loan program has, has kind of kicked into high gear and, uh, that's keeping me busy trying to help some small businesses get some funds to keep their people paid and to keep their, their doors open and afloat so that when we, uh, we get back to, to some sort of normalcy that they are able to operate because, you know, small businesses really are the backbone of our country and they really affect a lot of people more than you know. So it's, it's a little hectic, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's keeping me busy. I mean, I go into the office and before I know it, it's two or three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, did I get anything done today? (laughs) My email has been pinging all day today for stuff for me to, to address on Monday or, or to get back to people. So I'm, I'm just working on that and, you know, trying to, trying to keep a low profile because there's not much else going on. Just doing that and work around the house, just like you said
3: well how about the misses I obviously the kids are home uh, what's going on is she able to stay with them or
2: yeah she she stays home during the day but she still goes into the daycare where she works um, she does a lot of admin stuff because she's the director so she keeps she keeps that kind of stuff going on um, but yeah she's doing the homeschool assignments and, and and all that stuff that you know you need to do during the day thank God you know she's able to run to the post office for me or run and get stuff. Uh, because just me leaving forks sometimes just, it's just too much. Um, you know, so thank God she's, she's, a, you know, she keeps herself occupied. They're doing the, the home recipes that they find on TikTok or Facebook or, you know, cleaning or little projects and, and whatnot. So the kids are, kids are doing okay. Today was a nice day. So we were out doing some outside of the house, uh, projects since my, uh, my bathroom got done. Yay. <laughs> two years later.
3: <laughs> yeah, the wife and I are both working from home right now, and uh, obviously the kids are home. and We're doing the whole... <laughs> two years home later. Homeschool <laughs> stuff, which is really tough uh, to keep up with, and uh, we're managing... Later. <laughs> it could be worth it. Yeah, the getting... wife and I are both working from home yeah. right now. Are you getting a delay? Is that your yeah
2: I, was, yeah, I was sorry about that. And, you know, technology sometimes, folks. <laughs>
3: Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, we're, you know, we're still drawing a, a paycheck and, um, you know, stimulus funds came through. I don't, I don't know what it's looking like over there. I mean, it, it's, I almost feel guilty accepting it because we didn't, you know, there's been no interruption in income. Um,
2: well, you know, it, it, it helps. I mean, any, any little bit, you know, we sucked that away in savings. Um, I, I could have had some big plans for that to, you <laughs> know, dump into a fund to, you know, go to, you know, California or something to finally, you know, see LA and do some movie location uh, visits. But the wife's like, put it away. And I was like, okay, put it away. But, you, you know, you never know. It's the first time we've really gotten ahead with some savings. Nice. And, and it, it, it's nice that we're getting there. You know, I'm... You know, I might. I, I want to take a couple of bucks. She wants to get a couple of tattoos and stuff, so I'm gonna let her splurge <laughs> and, and get some ink. Uh I might start on my leg as well, but you know, not much. It's 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 gonna stick. It's gonna stick in savings. So uh, if we need time?
3: to. Now I'm curious.
2: What do I want to get? Mm-hmm. Um, on my legs, I want to start. I want to start uh from the knee down. I want to do a like a half sleeve of Halloween.
3: What are you gonna start with?
2: Um, I, I want to do, I know I want to do at least the poster of part one. I kind of want to do one of a little bit of every movie. I'm, I'm a super fan of part six, the curse. So that, that one scene where he's holding the ax in the, around the, the hanging laundry, I really like that scene. Um, you know, but one, two and six are my favorites. Um, just like I did with my Blair Witch sleeve, I want to get, uh, things that are a little different. You know, either different scenes or, or something that's not as common, I guess you want to say. So I want to, I want to see what I want to do with that, but I have, you know, I got a bun. I got two Dawn tattoos and a land tattoo. So I, I figure I was like, you know what? I got to get some more George stuff on me as well since the, the Blair Witch stuff kind of took over.
3: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I threw some pretty much instantly into some credit card that, you know, now I'm just waiting on the uh, second site pre-sale to go live, which is yet to <laughs> Uh And, you know, I mean, if if, if anybody can get a word, the second site or knows anybody over there, um, you know, stimulus checks have been deposited. So now's a good time to strike. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, let's let's get that thing. Uh, let's get that thing preordered so we can finally get our uh, get our dawn fix on because it's it's a little slow here now. And I even just saw I'm a, it, it, no one knows. I'm a huge fan of Funko Pops and they came out with an announcement yesterday that they're going to be slowing the release of a bunch of stuff uh for the remainder of the year. I don't really care except as long as the American Psycho Pops don't get delayed. I need my Patrick Bateman Funko Pops and uh, everything else can be done for the rest of the year. As long as I get my Patrick Bateman and I, I, I'm going to be good, but you know, you know, I think they're already done because they're supposed to come out in June. So hopefully they're sitting, you know, in a warehouse somewhere and just have to get shipped to us.
3: Yeah, official, or officially there's nothing official since we last uh, broadcast regarding the second site, uh, Dawn of the Dead Blu-ray and UHD releases. I'm seeing a lot of uh, buzz on Facebook about people looking for uh, UHD and region free Blu-ray players. So uh, I suspect that might be the... Uh, the trigger for that sudden interest, and I know I, 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 think I saw you posted something. What's going on? Did you did your Seeky act up or something?
2: No, no, I, I, my Seeky is is working good. It's my main, it's my main Blu-ray player. Um, so for those of you guys that don't know, you know, Blu-rays region free. I have a, a company called Seeky. Um, came out with a region free Blu-ray player about what six, seven, eight years ago, and it was like uh, it
3: was. I got it. For a birthday that was six years ago. Yeah,
2: so it was it was a super cheap region free player. It was like fifty or sixty bucks, and you can get it through Sears. And I ended up ordering one, and it, and it works great. It's 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 a powerhouse. But with rearranging my den, I figure now I have a really nice dedicated entertainment area. And if I want to watch, you know, City of the Living Dead from Arrow in England, you know, I want to. I don't want to sit upstairs and watch it. So I'll go downstairs and I watch a lot of times I lay in bed at night and listen to audio commentaries before I fall asleep. And I can't watch any of my region free players, uh, region free discs or region B encoded discs in the bedroom. So I was looking for a way to get reasonably priced uh, region free players for the the other two in the house in case there's a backup. I can swap one out. Um but, yeah, with the Second site one coming out and those being region-free, especially with the 4K, those being region-free, I can play those right through my Xbox One S.
0: Yeah,
3: and I'll be picking up a, a 4K player. and Matthew Day was nice enough to provide the information that, I guess, that the 4K will automatically downsample to HD if that's the equipment you're using. So uh, that'll get me by. And, I, yeah, I'm... I'm I mean I'm 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 ready for a you know a pretty steep
2: price tag on that
3: set. I, I think I'm going to go with both sets. I don't
2: Oh, I I'm, I'm I like I, I think I said this before is there there's not much in the world that I'll buy two of especially in this day and age um because things do get a little bit pricier but Um, yeah, having the, the 4k set and the other set, I'll probably, I'll probably grab both just because (laughs) if there's two things I'm going to complete us in, it's, it's Dawn of the Dead and the Blair Witch Project. Um, I can't not, I can't, I I wouldn't feel right letting one hang out there and not get it, (laughs) even though I probably will keep that one sealed and, you know, just look pretty on the, on the shelf.
3: Now, I, I never did get the, that French 4k. Did you pick that
2: up? The French 4K, was that the black one with zombie? It was the open? I
3: want to say it was green. Uh, you remember the, you remember the French set with the Davinsky commentary? It was a separate release. That... Yeah. Yeah. You got it for me. You ordered it for me. You get that you... Was a separate release that was just 4K. Oh, movie. oh
2: no. Oh no, shit. I forgot about that one. Shit. I guess I got to go find that one if it's still around. No, good, good call. Um, no, I forgot about that one.
3: Yeah, I didn't get that one either. I mean, it, after all the mastering issues with that French release, I didn't, I, I might pick it up on the cheap, but, uh. I,
2: I don't think one of those is going to be found on the cheap. No, it's probably. That's the secondary market for, for Blu-rays, uh, used to be you, you wait six months, eight months and you get it for a, a pretty nice discount, but now shit goes out of print like you wouldn't believe. Oh, probably because they cost so much to begin with due to licensing that they don't have the ability you know people are buying them and throwing them on the secondary market you know for 20 30% more that it just it doesn't justify waiting anymore mhm absolutely
3: yeah i agree and um uh, and also these have been announced as limited editions so what exactly that means i'm not sure I'm Probably. worried. I'm worried they're dividing that limited edition number by the expensive amount they had to pay to restore and to get the rights. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I. I mean, granted. Well, I mean, just based on you know his history, a, a box set like this for Dawn of the Dead is going to sell. It's not going to sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got people like you and me, and and a lot of the people that are are chiming in today, and that that listen to the podcast and they go to the shows, they're going to pick them up if they can. A lot of people will pick them up even if they can't play them just because it's going to be a nice looking set. You know, it comes with that box uh, or that, that book, um, whether or not that's going to be in a different language. I don't know. I might have to use Google translate on my phone.
3: Uh Oh, wait, which book? No, that's, uh, well, that I
2: can't. Remember. Oh, it comes UK.
3: Yeah. yeah, so it's, it should be English. We should be all good there.
2: Okay, that's right. It it's so hard to remember who's putting what out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I keep thinking this is the French. I think I stuck with the the French. Uh the Don. Re- yeah. Yeah, it, it tends to happen.
3: I keep uh meaning to go back and check out that second site creep show just to see, you know, if it's of decent quality cuz I I know next to nothing about this company. Um I'd just like to, you know, build a little more brand trust with them, but it is what it yeah. is. It's coming. Yeah. Out I,
2: I figure anything that's not US, it's hard to know about just because you're probably not buying a lot, lot from them anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. A lot of time it's just to have the variant of release. I'm not always, you know, it's, it's not always because there's a superior transfer. Sometimes there's just like an extra that's included that's not on the American release that makes it worthwhile.
2: Yeah. I'll rebuy, I'll rebuy an entire Blu-ray just for the addition of a commentary.
3: Me too. Yeah. You know, that's, you know,
2: I was, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he was talking about going through all the special features on, uh, some of the, the shout factory stuff. And I was like, shit, I don't even know if I've gone through all that. And that's half the reason why I buy these is for all the new, the new special features. And I'm like, huh? guess I need to go back and do that. But that's just, you know, you're talking a couple hours. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we'll get into a couple of news topics we wanted to briefly discuss. Nothing too major. Uh, George Romero, uh, before passed away, had been working on not necessarily a direct sequel to any of his Living Dead films, but it was more of just an extension of that same universe that he was creating a new tale in, in novel form. And when he passed away, apparently left some notes behind that another author kind of picked up on and finished the book, which was supposed to come out, I think, within the last few weeks or so, but something happened, there was a delay. Do you you know something about that, Matt?
2: Well, I think the delay just happens to coincide with the covid-19 stuff because there's a lot of stuff that's been pushed back that probably hadn't already been manufactured by a large company but uh yeah it was supposed to come out i think the beginning of june they pushed it back now to august 4th uh so basically what we're looking at is george had george was always writing if there was one thing i knew about george when he wasn't traveling he he was writing something uh, I could only imagine the trunk of of notes, spec scripts, partial scripts, full scripts that, you know, he left behind. And I know Suze uh, was working on a bunch of that stuff. But I guess he had gotten pretty far with this The Living Dead novel uh, to the point that it was pretty much completed um, by the time he passed away in 2017. And basically what he was doing is he was writing his own novel set in the, the world that he created on film. And uh, what it looks like is that there are three different stories that take place in the book at three different times during the zombie outbreak. Um, one is, it looks like it's, it, it looks like it starts at the beginning, uh, when, when the, the zombie apocalypse starts. And then there's a, a second story about a teenager who's caught up in the midst of the, growing epidemic. And then finally, the last one is, uh, it looks to be towards the, the tipping point or the tail end of, of what is happening. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, to see some of George's writing. Cause it's, you, you know, we've, we've seen some of George's writing in, in short stories and stuff throughout the years, but you know, never to the point where this is, this is kind of a beast. I think it's almost, it's just shy of 700 pages. Whoa. So, I mean, you're looking at three full length novels. And
3: I had no, I mean, it looked kind of bulky in the picture, but I didn't, you know, sometimes that's just, uh, promotional. I didn't realize it was actually that, I mean, 700 pages. That's, that's, uh, that's a journey.
2: Yeah. I no, know. I was thinking it was probably going to be, you know, a, a novel length, a couple um, hundred, three
3: hundred, 300
0: maybe. Yeah. You know,
2: probably three, 400. But I mean, when you're talking almost 700 pages, you're, you're getting into some detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited. This, uh, the other author, Daniel Kraus, uh, looks like took over based on George's outlines or plots. So I'm assuming that third story is going to be where it's, you're probably going to see a change in tone. Um, it's sometimes not always easy for me to pick that up when, when I'm reading a book co-authored by two people. Uh, but sometimes it's, it's pretty easy cause your prose and, and, and structure kind of changes and, so it'll be interesting. Uh, maybe we we'll have to follow up with Suze once it comes out and, and see if she knows where where Dan picked up. Or maybe we can try to reach out to Dan and and talk to him. Um, but, yeah, it looks like uh, Jace, our buddy Jace Whitman, is in the chat. And he said the ARCs are already on eBay. So, yeah, I know ARCs are out. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, an ARC is an advanced reader copy. Uh, usually sent out to people to do cover blurbs, uh, friends of the publisher, friends of the author, to give... You know, some, some good feedback and some good press. Um, so the arcs that, are, that are out, obviously are, and they will pretty much mirror what the finished product is. Usually they have a stamp on the front that says advanced reader copy, like a sticker, or it's embedded in, into the cover. Uh, the content shouldn't be any different. A lot of times arcs are sent out and they find, you know, misspellings or something's missing or something needs to be changed. Uh, but they're usually sent out a couple of months prior. And I know they've been out for at least two or three months.
3: I tell you what just in you're describing everything that this novel is and you know the detailing you know the progress that was going on with it and the length I mean I I've gone from not really terribly interested to a, a shirt sure, you know a day one buyer I'll probably pre-order this because I, I you the only I know I'm forgetting something and you'll you'll tell me immediately but the only thing that immediately jumps to mind regarding um, fiction Novel style writing of of George Romero is the short story Clay,
2: and that's what I was thinking of when I was talking about. We had read some George's early stuff. I don't, I don't anything else
3: of that nature.
2: I, I can't. uh, Humongo Bongo. Well, I mean Humongo Bongo and Clay. I don't think, I don't think there's been anything published by George in terms of long form writing. Um, you know, just to to kind of relate this, I remember. Back in 2004, getting ready to go see the Dawn of the Dead remake with a friend of mine, and he goes, "Hey, you like to read, right?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Dude, I just picked up this great zombie novel." I was like, "What's it called?" And he goes, "It's called The Rising by a guy named Brian Keen. Uh Brian actually lives within an hour from me, and I got to meet Brian, and I've gotten to be really good friends with him over the years. We produced a couple of movies together and 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 whatnot, and and he's good friends with Ken Ferre and and jo- uh, Greg and. He had met George at a horrifying convention in Maryland. It was 04, the one that you were at, or 03 or 04. And yeah, they were, they were at the after party and, and George brings out a copy of The Rising from his vest and has Brian sign it for him. So Brian, Brian took a lot of influence from that and, and Brian helped really kind of reinvigorate the, the mid 2000s revival of, you know, horror books and, and zombies. So I'm very, very excited that that George got to do this. I think it's something he probably always wanted to do, but maybe either never had the time uh, to do. But you know, Brian Brian Keen and his zombie novels have have stuck with me. I mean, they're some of my absolute favorites. Uh, so I think these will be, you know, just if you want to sit down and read a bunch of zombie novels, you only need George and Brian Keen to to get you through. So if you haven't if you guys haven't checked it out, check out Brian Keene, K E E N E. Uh he's a local Central Pennsylvania author. Um yeah, I'm putting him over here like a promo. Oh, not because he's a good friend of mine, but you know, he's also done a lot for me personally. Um but yeah, I know, he was a huge fan uh of Georges and and friend of the genre, so um friend they'll be him. good it'll be good to read.
3: <laughs> uh and for those that don't know, uh the short story Clay it's George Romero's short story, Clay. It's an, it's uh, included in a collection of stories called Modern Masters of Horror, which also includes stories from Stephen King and others. Sorry, I thought there'd be more detail than that. But I I, I found Clay to be a really disturbing... I mean, he, he really... I don't know if all of his writing is like that, but Clay really... Uh, goes to the jugular. It's it, it doesn't
2: it's mess around. It's been a hot minute. Uh, I have a copy of the book. Uh, oh, I mean you
3: know, soft, I didn't really I'm I'm gonna have to pick up a soft cover. I've got a uh, a hard cover with kind of this I mean just just,
2: just it's got fifteen authors including Stephen King, George Romero, Robert McCammon. If you haven't read Swan Song, if you're a fan of the stand, read Swan Song. They they are Two sides of the same coin. They are, they are super, super awesome. Uh, Richard Lehman, uh, if you guys have never read Richard Lehman, he, uh, unfortunately passed away about 20 years ago. Uh, just an absolute, just master of words. I can read one of his books in about a day and a half. And, and there's some really, really good ones. There's some good gems in there. Uh, Ramsey Campbell's another good one. Graham Masterson. Um, so these are all in here. I probably haven't read Clay in forever. About
3: Fifteen years for me. I mean, yeah, it's, I was, it's not anything that I really. I don't remember felt, anything. It's well written, but it's it's pretty disturbing content, and it's it's a damning, you know, strike it's, against the kind of Catholicism or organized religion in general. It's, yeah,
2: it's it's twenty one pages. You can you can it's ugly. You you can read it. Yeah, and there's the next story is called a cabin in the woods. So I'm kind of curious. <laughs> Maybe it was a precursor, but yeah, no, Modern Masters of Horror is the book that has clay in it. So George's written word, it's what we're getting.
3: But yeah, like, like I said, you, uh, your description, that's, that's got me a lot more interested because yeah. originally I heard George was working on something, got some of it done, some dude finished it. You know,
2: yeah, there there was a the comic book Road to the Dead with Jonathan Mayberry, who is another prolific horror author, um, super awesome guy. Uh, so read Jonathan Mayberry too if you guys are looking for stuff uh, to get you through to get to get a fix if you're not if you're not getting it from the from the TV or the film. Uh, that comic came out a year and a half, two years ago I think it was. I, I read it, but I, I have so much has happened. I have usually have to do a second read to really get a good. Uh, You know, for it to stick. Uh, But that was a that was another one of George's works put into comics.
3: Uh, We W G O N is receiving reliable from reliable resources uh, messages that the Living Dead novel is available on eBay as early release, but the official release is August fourth, twenty twenty has a pretty hefty pre-order price of 27.99 on Amazon right now. So, I'll look. Well, I that.
2: mean, 27.99, you probably think for one novel you're paying 12 bucks.
3: Kindle version 14.99.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, snap it up.
3: Also, coming out it kind of snuck under the radar, we just or neglected to mention it for a couple weeks is uh, Trick Retreat Studios. They've actually, uh, when conventions were occurring, they had actually were uh, kind of rolling out their new product for this October. And one of those masks uh, that they are going to roll out is a new Flyboy mask. And, uh, it's got an MSRP of $59.99. Uh, looks like it's going to come out sometime in August or September. And, you know, $59.99, that's kind of steep. But it's, that's about 20 bucks less than the pillow. Uh, the Pillow Pal or whatever that's called, and the um, as well as the Hare Krishna. Both of those were more around the eighty mark. I want to say the, uh, uh, well, the,
2: Harry, the, the the Harry Krishna was sixty. the The Airport Zombie was fifty five. The fly the Roger Pillow was eighty. So they split the difference and put on uh, Flyboy right in the middle.
3: This, uh, you know, and I, I think I'm, we've mentioned it before, I'm getting a little, we're getting a little tired of the, uh, repetition of the license for Flyboy and the airport zombie. I and mean, this is a pretty decent sculpt. It's got a lot of hair. Uh, you know, it, it's, I'm going to pass on it. Um, what would he, what say you?
2: Uh, yeah. I like the fact that they're using some real hair and, and I do like the detail. If you go to trick or Treat studios website and look, you know, you can kind of see the, the stippling and the wrinkling of the skin, uh, which I really do like. Um, I like that the eyes are there and they're up in the corner. So you'll be looking out probably where his people is. It, it is a nice looking mask. Um, but I'm going to echo your sentiments. Uh, one, I, it, I want more than Flyboy. I want more. I want more than the Airport Zombie. Um, that probably has a lot to do with licensing and likenesses. Um, I'm not going to complain, so don't take it as as me sounding ungrateful. I just I have a lot of Flyboy. I have a lot of Airport Zombie, and and yes, they're iconic. Um, Dave Emge is a great guy. Great performance, probably the best zombie performance uh, of the film, and maybe in of you know George's original trilogy. But I'm probably going to pass. I know I had said this to you. It's for for me, it's not an immediate buy. It is about $30 more than I would want to spend. But Trick or Treat Studios puts out great stuff. I even I was on a conference call the other day and I and I showed up wearing my my Michael Myers uh, curse of the curse of Michael Myers mask. And I mean, this is I mean, they they usually go back to the molds and they do a great job. Uh, so Trick or Treat Studios, um, you know, top company, absolutely love their product. I have the, the Big Daddy mask looking at me, uh, right now. Oh,
3: yeah, That's what I was, that's what I was searching for earlier. How much, the Big Daddy, how much was that one?
2: I think I got that one cheap. I, I, I want to say I paid less than 60 for it. I think yeah. I probably got it for 40 or 50. It was one of those. It was right at the right price and I had the cash and I bought it. Um, but I know Trick or Treat Studios, and, and I'm going to keep the page up. They have an eyes wide shut mask that that's a replica of the one Tom Cruise wore to the uh the big orgy scene. I have a cloak and I keep saying one day I'm going to go as Tom Cruise from Eyes Wide Shut on Halloween. Um all right. I mean, I know one person that's not going to be buying this mask and I think he's hiding out in the chats our is our buddy Scott um <laughs> who is who is the living embodiment of, of Dave Emge in human and zombie form. Uh virtual cheers. I didn't get Iron City this time. Um, but you know, Scott Calloway, maybe he was, maybe he was the model. Maybe he was the model, um, for the Flyboy mask. But I know, I know uh, if he gets one, he doesn't need to wear it. He looks exactly like him. And it's, it's goddamn creepy sometimes to look at him and think I'm looking at Dave Emge from 42 years ago.
3: The, the flyboy mask is one that I'm liable to snap up live if I've got, you know, 60 bucks it, of permission cash and it's Sunday. If
2: it's, if it's a slow weekend and I've got extra cash and I'm like, oh man, I don't think I came away with anything. I would, I don't know. If, if I had a choice between the airport and the flyboy mask, I might go to the airport zombie. If, if I had, if I had to choose. You um,
3: have the bus,
2: I do have the bus, but. You know, I got a small bust, a flyboy up there. So, again, I, I'm crawling with airports. I'm looking at all the figures on my wall. I got, you know, I got two of each.
3: Matt, your bust is plenty big.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. I, uh, I, I try to, you know, try to do what I can.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm game for it. Maybe on a slow weekend, or if, you know, if nothing's come out for a couple of years, and I'm dying. To pick up something, but
2: uh, yeah, when you when you got to scratch that itch, you know, sixty bucks doesn't doesn't seem like a bit, you know. It, it's like I said, it's it's, it's sixty not bucks.
3: Price, it's not the price for me. It's the it's what it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, if it were like Genie Jeffries or really any name the zombie green and yellow striped zombie, I'm 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 ordering it.
2: So yeah, I, that, I I would yeah, like, like to see those one off. You know, we I mean, I I would love a, a figure of like Jay Stover comes with multiple guns. <laughs>
3: With the comedian um, tuxedo,
2: yeah, or or you know someone does a a Tasso you know, triple pack, you know, just just puts him in there. Is, is uh, all the characters he plays, uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: that that's what I would like to see. I mean, I I really wish some of the you know the NECA figures and stuff that that they would come out with those, or even just the the GI Joe ones, like officially licensed, you know, GI Joe looking ones. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, do, do a whole set I, of that. Yeah.
3: Heck yeah! No, I'm all about those. Okay, well, you know, obviously we're it's no secret we're all still kind of locked down. Uh seems like things are gearing towards opening, but all all that said, we're still kind of waiting on uh status on Living Dead Weekend. We did get mention or there was a post that was made by uh Kevin Kreis, who owns the Living Dead we uh museum and runs the Living Dead Weekend. Uh, I now toss to, uh, WGO and, uh, on the scene reporter <laughs> Matt, Thank for you. the rest of the story.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Um, it's pandemonium here at the Minerva mall with the, uh, <laughs> apparent non-news of the living dead weekend. Now, Um, yeah. So Kevin Christ posted something the other day, uh, just kind of an update, uh, cause I'm sure his inbox has been blowing up. Um, basically at this point, the state of Pennsylvania is at a stay at home order until May 8th. Um, just because May 8th comes and goes doesn't mean other states may not have the same, uh, band lifted and they may even have some sort of travel restrictions. Uh, so basically Kevin has come out and said to, to paraphrase are they're, they're still hopeful to get the show in in June. Uh, but there's a lot of other factors that are out of Kevin's hands, whether or not the mall is going to be allowed to have it, whether or not the mall might be open, um, You know, one of the other considerations, guys, we need to we need to remember is, you know, we're in Pennsylvania now and most states around us. You have to wear masks out in public. So what's going to be the fun of going to a living dead weekend where you're both wearing masks and you're trying to get photos? So, you know, I think Kevin is is taking the right approach with, you know, holding tight. Um, I'm sure he'll wait to the absolute last minute to make an official announcement. And I know that doesn't help people that, you know, maybe have bought airplane tickets. Um, You know, I don't know what the airlines are doing. I know some are refunding, some are letting you rebook at a, at a future date. Um, but at this point, it, it's just kind of like Kevin, you know, coming up for air and saying, hey, guys, we're still looking into it. I know Steel City Con is that weekend. They have been posting that. It, it, their wording is just making it sound like that show was going on. Like I saw a post the other day. I think Amanda Weiss from nightmare on Elm street is going to be there. And the way the post read, it, it says we are happy to announce that Amanda Weiss will be joining us for the steel city con June 12th through the 14th. And I'm thinking, guys, I, uh
3: guys, I want to hire their marketing person. And if it's will hat, I don't think it is, but if it is will good job, dude. But yeah, yeah. their marketing is optimistic
2: yeah I mean I mean we need some optimism um you know we we need some good news. I know guys we're all tired of this. no one wants to wear masks. everyone you know is turning this into you know political, right, wrong, and different. you know the the remind- the short of it is is you know this is something that's affecting different people at different in different ways at different times. Um, we have to think of the greater good and i think i said this two weeks ago is you know guys th- these guests that come to these shows are now in their 50s and 60s you know they might already be immunocompromised and they might not be comfortable they're going to be meeting 50 60 70 80 people by lunch if not you know more and then all weekend you know it only takes one person to to be in the vicinity and and someone else catches it and takes it home to someone who isn't going to survive so
3: hey i hate i hate to sound like a capitalist here but that can go a long way towards selling some photo ops. Like, Hey, photo ops are mask
2: free. Just. (laughs) Yep. True American. I'm going (laughs) to be the almighty dollar. No, (laughs) I mean, it's yeah. I mean the, the financial impact for, for putting this on, you know, you hope, you know, no one has to take a bath, uh, to, to put this show on so that, you know, Kevin is able to postpone it. You know, if he does, I'm hoping for an October show, um or september because it looks to be at this point everything is pulling out of june i know uh new jersey rock horror con uh was scheduled for the end of june they have moved their show to the end of september and to me that doesn't bode well because chiller uh, chiller theater convention is held in new jersey and they have their april show they moved it to june They've canceled that and are moving it to October. They normally do two shows a year and their October show is now going to be their only show this year. The dominoes are starting to fall. Um, I, I think at this point, large gatherings like this are not going to happen. I'm I'm waiting to hear for the Alanis set concert that I have tickets for the beginning of July. I'm just waiting for that. And hell, it might've already been canceled, but I haven't gotten an email. Or I haven't checked their website. Um, I, I, I'm just... I'm 75% certain this show is not going to happen again. That's not because I don't want it to happen. Um, I do. I want to see you want to see everybody. But at, at this point, I, I think it's just a matter of, you know what we need to make sure that we're over this thing and that we don't get it again. Because if people are complaining that we are in a lockdown and they hate it, leaving, leaving the house early and, you know, having this flare up again, Is, is, it's just going to put us right back to where we're at now. We're going to have to be stuck at home all summer. And I don't think anybody wants to be at home, um, all summer, but we're already in for a world of difference.
3: You're in Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania. What's your gut on like a date for Monroeville Mall? Just simply Monroeville Mall opening. What's your gut on that based on current?
2: I'm not thinking till June. I'm thinking the stay at home order. If it goes, if it goes to May 8th, I, I don't foresee shopping malls and department stores opening in um, mass because, I mean, when you think of a mall, you have 60, 70, 80 stores plus the movie theater, the, sh- the, the food court. Um, employees. Employee, You can't control how many people come in unless you're, unless you put people at every entrance, there's no way to control that. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to do it in phases. They're going to allow businesses to open, but, You're going to be limited to 10 or 15. You know, I know there's some places now that might even be in PA where they're only allowing you to have like 20% of your max capacity. So if the mall's max capacity is whatever
3: states that's opening up the beaches or anything, it's not like
2: our dumbass is down here. (laughs) No, no, we're not opening any beaches. You're never (laughs) going to see, you know, the the headlines to say Pennsylvania man, you know, Florida man, you know, sounds like a better headline. Um, it just. I guys, it's just one of those things. And and I'm not getting political, but I think this is one of the times where we can't be political. We can't look at who's right, who's wrong, just because of who's given us the news. We have to listen to the doctors. We have to listen to the people that know this stuff. You know, people are dying. It sucks. You want to be outside. I want to be out doing stuff. We, we no one's ever we've never been through this before. You know, we don't. We don't have that experience with us to say, you remember back in 2020, if we would have put masks on and and, and done this social distancing thing a month before we did, I think it may have helped. I don't know. I'd like to be hopeful. But, you know, this this isn't this isn't some Chinese conspiracy. This isn't 5G towers. And if you're one of those conspiracy theorists, I'm so sorry for you. Um,
3: You know what, though? I I, I don't mean any. Negative, any. I don't mean to put anything negative out there that anything that would affect Living Dead Weekend negatively, but there is a chance just based on when this call might be made that some are still going to be stuck uh, traveling to the region. I may be one of those people, I may just opt to go ahead and visit the region. It's, it's just, I mean, it's just because. The, the, the next time or whenever. The, okay. Let me back up. They did mention, Kevin did mention po- postpone. Not once in his announcement did he say cancel. He said postpone. So there is plans to well, pick the event back up.
2: I uh, mean, it. we, we in America like euphemisms. Postpone and canceling are basically the same thing. I mean, if he's canceling the show, he's just going to move, hopefully move the guests to October. Um, well, you know, it's, it's not like he's going to postpone it a month. I I don't know. I, I, I'm more
3: concerned about the venue being the mall. Uh, um, you know what I mean? I, I, I do enjoy the Evan City venue, but I, um, oh, yeah. but the, you know, the, the, the event to get to is the Monroeville Mall event. It's, it's, it gives you, there's nothing else that's going to give you an excuse to spend. Oh. 15 straight hours in the mall.
2: Uh, I- oh, I, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, if, if October rolls around and they have it at the mall, I'll be super excited. Um, I'm, I'm now starting to get people to ask me about the Blair Witch experience. And I've been holding off at making any sort of announcement like that. And even though I probably should, um, I'm a stickler, you know, I don't know what's in my DNA, but I'm a fan of routine and I, I really sticks out to me. If I don't do something one year that I've done for previous years, and this would be, you know, the eighth year for the Blair Rich experience. And if I don't get to do it, it's really going to chew at me, uh, to not do it, but I can't, I can't expect people to come to, to my very niche type event, you know, when there's other conventions going on, I would probably end up canceling it and saying, look, let's, I let's do the convention stuff. We, Cause it's
3: you, with everybody looking to reschedule to October, you probably just need to think
2: about November. Yeah. It's too cold. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, in PA, it mid-October, it gets down into about the 40s at night, and during the day, it just gets to be, it gets nice. It's in the 60s. It's, it's it can be, it can, you can get into the 70s in mid-October around here, and, and you'd be surprised, but when you're, when you're looking into November, now you're talking to the holidays, and I think people are probably going to be you know, already thinking about that. So if I have to postpone, maybe I'll do something in the spring, Um yeah, you know, or, or, you know, what I'm thinking is I might even just do, Hey, it's a one day, no sleepover who wants to come meet me in Burkittsville at 9.00 AM. And let's, let's hop in the car and let's just get together, and, you know, and have a good weekend, you know, nothing, nothing I'm major.
3: Like, or have like a, uh, you know, a get together at a local, Hang out and everybody flips off the next morning.
2: Yeah, and that's, and I'm thinking of doing something like that. I, I really, I'm just, I'm waiting for all these other shows to kind of fall in line and figure out what they're going to do for September, October. Um,
3: you already know October is going to, October is booked anyway. So now it yeah I mean, yeah you know every, every weekend yeah times too
2: yeah believe it or not I I usually a lot of times I like to wait and and find out when Kevin's doing his October show because I don't like them to coincide uh, they ended up having to do that two years ago and I hated it because I couldn't go to Kevin's show and people that were at Kevin's show couldn't come to mine and I don't want anyone to have to feel guilty about choosing one or the other you know there, we don't have enough time for that and everyone's out having a good time you know if Kevin came back and said hey I'm gonna do it this weekend. I'd probably look and say, you know what, it's, it's probably not going to work for me to to do mine. And, you know, I, you know, as disappointed as I am, I'd rather, you know, have everybody, you know, have to make one less choice and feel bad about it. Like, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't come this year. I'm like, I get it. You want to come that, you know what, that's, that means more to me than, you know, than, than anything. And, you know, I know we want to financially support all of our friends and, and we'll do, we'll do that however we can, but. I think, uh, if we do this again in two weeks, I'm hoping we have some better news. Um, but I have a feeling, and this You're is what.
3: deadline? May 8th?
2: Yeah, May 8th is our, um, is our, is when our stay at home is extended that'll be,
3: to. That'll be the day after. It'll be May 9th. Uh, yeah. And, and, our next video will be May 9th.
2: Yeah. I, I have a, and, and again, I, I think I said this two weeks ago is whenever this is, you know, whenever our whatever state stay at home is over, they're not opening everything. There's not gonna be a mad rush, Hershey Park isn't gonna open right away. You know, it's there's gonna be limits. There's gonna be restrictions, um, as to what that is I you know, it's it's whatever they tell us to do, you know, and that's we just gotta deal with it.
3: Well I can tell you though, I'm not stepping foot towards Pennsylvania unless that mall's open. I mean, if the mall's not open, that's the deal breaker. I can, you know, I hate to say it, I I could probably entertain myself for a few days without the Living Dead weekend occurring, and
2: hopefully you would join me for a couple days of action. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the mall's always the anchor. It's a it's it's the centrepiece.
3: There's a chance that the damn uh, Steel City Con will be going on. I, I mean, the Steel City Con's happening. I got a feeling Living Dead weekend's happening. Unless there's something involving some complications with the mall opening. So I,
2: I have a feeling that Steel City Con is going to, is going to have to cancel. Cause I mean, that's a big crowd.
3: Is it a Democratic, uh, Democrat governor in PA?
2: Uh, we yeah. do have a Democratic governor. Yeah.
3: So it'll probably be later than sooner. You'll open.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, we, we need to make sure we're doing the right thing for everybody. Um, it, it's not about winning or losing it's not about screwing over somebody or, or, or whatnot. It's th- this is health related. This isn't socioeconomic statuses. Um, you know, I, I'd be seeing the same thing if it was a Republican governor or independent or somebody, regardless of what my political leanings are. Um, hey, it's neither, it's not the right place for that, but we got to make sure we do it the right way because if you don't, we're going to end up back to where we are. could be worse. And we're going to be doing this for all of 2020 rather than a short portion of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So really the only thing that's for sure is nothing's for sure. And all yep. the are on the table. Everything could happen. Nothing could happen. Some of it could happen. Uh, either way, I, I'm, I have the intention of uh, getting to Pennsylvania this year. It's going to happen and I'll put it out. We'll, uh, inter- we'll pick up, uh, some questions from the chat room later at the tail end of the show, but I'll put it out to everybody that's watching. What are your intentions? Are you kind of locked into travel? Are you canceled already? Are you on the fence waiting on an announcement? Let us know what you're thinking. Um, let's see. Well, that's all we had on that. I, the <laughs> something I was thinking about. Putting on uh, or just something That we uh, Or something I'd mentioned to Matt About talking about was Our Romero White Whale Uh, Just something that You know everybody else uh, And I'll put it out for the Listeners as well Anybody that's on the video Um, Is there anything That everyone seems to be On board with in the Romero Universe be it his zombie Or other films that you're just not feeling for whatever reason. Um, I know I, we kind of pre-gamed it a little bit and I know you're having a little bit of a, a hard time thinking about it because I think you're, I know you, you kind of don't like some of his earlier works, uh, for a variety of reasons, but I don't think that you actually like express hatred towards them or anything.
2: Yeah. I, I, and I don't like using the word hate. Like I've been having a lot of conversations, uh, over the last couple of days uh on on the Blair witch side, a lot of people have been talking about book of shadows and and I notice a theme is like people come out and say, I know this isn't good, but blah 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 and uh, do I hate anything no i I think there's a lot more disappointment on my end than anything um so in terms of Romero, what I probably dislike most. <sighs> So I'm going to change my answer. I was going one way and you kind of lean towards it um with, with his earlier works. I'm less of a fan of his earlier works than I am of his later works. But one thing I, one thing I tend to hate in and in I don't want to say hate again. I don't like to use that word, especially in connection to George because I don't want anyone to think, think ill of George or any, anything in my opinion. One thing I don't like is people dismissing George's work from 1985 to 2009 as if it is something that is less than what they love, or it's something that is not worthy of, of carrying George's name when I hear people say, oh, George should have just stopped. I, I hate that approach with George that, that some people take is because... We, we lived with George's films from, from night to day for, for so long. And there's so many people that haven't seen a lot of the stuff from, from, you know, Monkey Shines to Bruiser and kind of picked back up with Land. But it's a lot of the, the, the last four films that George made, people are like, Oh, I don't understand why George did this. I don't, and I hate that because there's a difference between appreciating someone for actually making a film. And shitting over it because it's not what you wanted or what you expected. And mm-hmm. I, and I'll do that for any, any filmmaker. And, and I know a lot of people like to bust my balls about Zack Snyder. Um,
3: who, uh, in what way? What direction? Uh,
2: I don't particularly care for Zack Snyder. Um, although yeah. my favorite.
3: That needs to be taken off the table though, because, I mean, there's certain Zack Snyder properties that you'll, you'll hoist up higher than anyone in the world will.
2: I like Man of Steel. I, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Man of Steel and, and trust me, he, he's tackled two of my absolute favorite properties, George Romero Zombies and Superman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, is Man of Steel perfect? No, but it's probably one that I enjoy watching because I like it. I, I think Zack, Doing Watchmen in 300, literally, I could have pulled the comic book off the shelf and here it is. You know, his work was done. He had to run the camera. Now I'm not minimizing what directors do, but I don't, I, there's nothing to me that says that this is a Zack Snyder film. He's taken other properties and worked with them.
3: I, yeah, I don't, think know, that, I don't really think. That. I don't know, maybe I'm running in the wrong circles. I don't know of anybody that's trying to put Zack Snyder up there as some kind of anybody that makes, like, pop culture reference movies. You know, that's, well, that's, that's the limit of him. I mean,
2: don't get me wrong. I like Watchmen. I, I just watched it for the first time fully through a couple of months like, ago.
3: I'm a big fan of Watchmen. And, right? and I do. I like the comic. I like, I like, the, the, I like the strong subject material. And, oh, yeah. And,
2: as well but, as The Dead. But when you watch Watchmen, you're not watching a Zack Snyder film. You're watching Frank, an adaptation of Frank Miller. Like Zack just happened to helm, and and I know we're getting off on a tangent here, and I don't want to get off on a Zack Snyder tangent, but I'm kind of using him as an example, you know, to to kind of go back in my lane. Um, when when people get on and saying, "Oh God, no, George should have just stopped with with you know Day of the Dead. Nothing after that's good." Like, well. Yeah, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. You know, you're not going to break my heart over it. But to me, it's always the approach that people really tend to shit on George for making his choices later in life. And anyone that kind of knew George, see, you could see a lot of George in those movies. Not just in terms of the social commentary, but some of the stuff he wanted. Yes, was there slapstick in there? Yeah, but George liked it who cares what George wanted to put in his film? Again, no filmmaker owes you as a fan, anything, you know? And if they, if they make a film that says, look, I'm making this for the fans, watch out because you're going to get something that probably even you don't want. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's, I, I think it's the, the tossing aside of anything George did post, you know, dark half really, you know, really just makes, it just irks me. And I wish people would, Kind of soften up and just understand that you know what those are George's movies, not yours. You know, I, um,
3: I do kind of fall into that camp. I mean, I obviously I don't wholesale, you know, disregard all of his work beyond. But I actually I would probably put the um, I'd probably put I would probably draw the line in the sand at Night Riders, and I I do recognize Creepshow as a quality film. It's just not one that I Personally, hold dear, so it's really Night Riders is where, and also there's really no not much similarity between what we see on screen as far as style and content between Night Riders and uh, Creepshow represents a little bit of a something new for George. But uh, from Night from Night of the Living Dead to Night Riders, that's kind of my sweet spot. But I certainly I, I do enjoy work after that. I like Bruiser a lot. I'm, I'm coming around the land a little bit. Um but my white whale and i mean i'm I've kind of been on the record you know many times over the years, just really day of the dead i mean it's just we're about to bring a day of the dead fan onto the broadcast i'll uh, I'll uh, measure my comments but i um i just it's it's never not once have I just embraced day of the dead and just been like, you know what I do like Day of the Dead. No, it's, it just never, it's never happened for me. It's, it was a disappointment the very first time I saw it. And I'm, you know, that said, you know, I, I collect things for the film, you know, so it's, it's kind of hard to say that I don't like it. I'm interested in the making of it. There's people involved in it, but there's just all sorts. It I don't know. It just never. I don't know. I never go back to it. I never watch it. I never think about it. Um,
2: I th- I think I think day again and I could be this is my opinion and, and and you can have a different different view. You know, there's always that stigma when you hear about Day of the Dead. Well, it's not the script that George wanted and it kind of got lost for years and then started getting recelebrated in the 2000s. You know, the the movie doesn't change. You know it's the same movie that came out in nineteen eighty five it's it's all yeah. of a it, it got I'm all of that. a sudden it was it was all of a sudden real cool to talk about day of the dead like when I got on the internet in the late nineties, there wasn't much day of the dead stuff out there.
3: Oh, you know, by by 2005, I did not want to tell anyone that I didn't like Day of the Dead. <laughs> it was it
2: was like it was like everyone kind of you know they found Day of the Dead in the corner and brushed it off and were like, oh my god, this is like I forgot about this and I was the same way. I saw it as a kid, I didn't really know it was Day of the Dead until I saw it on the 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 Blockbuster shelf and went home and watched it. I was like holy shit, I've seen this movie before. Um. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Day. I think a lot of people celebrate Day just for the fact that to me it's probably George's best dialogue that he's ever really? written. Really? I, I, Dude, I
3: mean. That's what I hate about it. It's like that. Rock and and rock. I
2: think, and I think. Yeah. I think it's just one of those movies that people love to quote. It's got, I mean, the character of Captain Rhodes just, it sticks out. And I think that's what, that's what draws people to it.
3: But and, I mean, as far as like, I find that to be like least common denominator rage dialogue. That I mean, I don't, there's nothing in it that's like, hey, that gee whiz, this is really good. I don't. You know what I mean? It doesn't strike me. You know what I mean? You see a, a good dialogue scene in another film. You're like, wow, that was powerful. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not getting that out of it.
2: And that's, and that's fine. And and, yeah. and again, I'm, I'm never going to bust your balls for it, you know, or, or tell you, you need to watch it differently. You know, I, I joke with people a lot of times that they'll, they'll, they'll watch a movie that I love or that I think is really good. And they're like, I hated it. And, and I tell, uh, Matt Davis, and I think he's, he's putting the group, I'm like, oh, you watched it wrong. Go back and watch it again this time correctly. What,
3: what movie was it?
2: <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know. I tell him that at least once a month. when he, he comes... the
3: movie wrong.
2: Yeah, I tell him, I was like, <laughs> no, you watched it wrong.
3: <laughs> when it comes to Romero, nobody's going to convince anybody. I mean, we've yeah, seen yeah. everything a hundred times. Yeah. Maybe, you know, a couple of those early on ones, maybe I could blame you on to something, but, you know, yeah, other than it, that. Well,
2: you know what it is, is it, it, you have to be willing to sit down and put aside what you don't like about it and, and, and watch a movie. It doesn't mean you're going to like it. It doesn't mean you're going to change your tune on it. Um, you're never going to change your tune on day unless you want to. Unless you just happen to be sitting down one day and, and something has happened in the world, happened in your life, and you catch day and it resonates and makes you feel happy
3: or, or something. Uh, how do you view day in relation to land? I mean,
2: I'm, I'm kind of about even with them. I think land's a little more fun. Um. um Day is, to me, Day uh, on every level is a, is a better film. Um, you know, production wise, George had a shit ton of money more for land than he did for Day, but there's something about Day's grittiness and, you know, homegrown Tom Savini effects. Again, not, not knocking, not knocking Greg, cause I love Greg to death, uh-huh. but I, I think, I think if land had been made 10, 15 years,
3: there's no comparison between the effects it's day all the way. Yeah. That's not, uh, I just,
2: I, I think George's, I think George's approach mentality and, and style of filmmaking over the 20 years between the two films changed. Um, If, if land had come out between 1990 and 1999, I think we would be having a very different conversation about land in relation to the rest of the zombie films. Um, but so much time has passed. The advent of CGI really, you know, catching on and, you know, and Land was such a big scope. I mean, he had what, 15 million to make, you know, compared to whatever he had for, for Day, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. And, and he did fantastic with Day. Uh, but it, it's, it's really hard to compare any of George's zombie films because they're made different decades, different eras, different Georges. You know, '60s George is different than '70s George.
3: It is. I mean, it's not difficult to, to compare. I don't know. I mean, I can. I can pretty. They're easy to compare. I just think. Uh...
2: I, I think they're easier to compare because people see them more as a more cohesive trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, where where day comes or uh, land comes so so much farther. But I mean, even then each film is its own. They really, you can't compare them to because he's not making them to build on one another. Right. You know, it's, it's not like he, you know, it's not like when you look at Terminator and Terminator two, you can compare those movies. They're made by the same director, same stars. It just, one got bigger. Um, but it's, and, and, and we'll just put in the chat, um, you know, famous actors in land distract you from it. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, adding Dennis Hopper. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Dennis Hopper's in a George Romero film. Sweet. But it was in a George Romero zombie film. I think if you would have added Dennis Hopper to a non-zombie film, like a dark half or a bruiser, it might have landed differently. Um, but again, 2004 filmmaking, you're gonna, the studio's gonna make you pull in bigger names because now it's, it's really about using all the names to make the movie. Rather than this is a George Romero movie that I made, you're going to love it because George made it. Well, no, George made a movie with Dennis Hopper, Simon mm-hmm. Baker, R.I.G. Argento, all these guys. So it's, I, I, get it. I mean, again, I, I know people apologize to me Johnny for Johnny
3: Legs, bro. What's that? Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. You I know, like people Legs and uh, the guy that played, uh, Foxy, his boy.
2: Yeah. No, I liked him. I, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of good day. Or a lot of good in land. Um, I, I just think, again, and, and I, I'll say this to the day I die is, you're, you're watching Land of the Dead through the through the lens that you wanted to watch the original movies in. You wanted to be that kid rediscovering redisco- that magic, and as an adult, you got Land of the Dead, and you're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't the George. And it's like, eh, it's it kind of tainted. You know, it's to me that's that's how I feel. People watch movies.
3: All right. Uh, let's go ahead. We've got a special guest in the uh, green room, so we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic. We were, uh, a weekly segment, a collector's corner. Uh, as Matt finishes this swig, I will let him, uh, <laughs> announce our oncoming guest.
2: So we tried to get her on a few weeks ago. Uh, we had Bob on and, uh, she wasn't able to make it, but, Good friend of mine, Sarah Nowak. I know some of you know her. Um, super, super awesome girl. Um, has been to a bunch of the living dead weekends, loves to hang out and have a good time. And to continue the theme, she is a big day of the dead fan, much to Eric's chagrin. <laughs> um, but no, Sarah, Sarah's one of the coolest people I know. Um, uh, absolutely love her. Um, and it's a, it's an honor that she was wanting to come on. So bring her on. I want to see her. Uh oh! Hello, Hi. Girl.
1: this is weird. I like never been on the internet and trying to hear myself. It's very odd. <laughs> very odd. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Well, I changed my mind um, after that whole conversation, so I figured we could talk about my other love, 2004. Day of the Dead. Uh huh. Don. Don. Hey,
2: I, th- I think we're having internet problems. Eric, can you? Can you? Yeah. you, you can you get her? I think she I think we're losing her. I actually
3: I, I I don't mind the Dawn remake at all. I, I uh I don't, obviously, it's not of the original standards, but I do enjoy it.
1: Uh, no you one's know what? interested in my $15,000 $15, pair of Zack Snyder's underwear I paid for. <laughs> we took a second mortgage you know out on the house. You know
2: what, or... look at the time. You know, my apologies what, to Matt Damon, what, but what, we're out of time. I, we'll uh, uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Sarah Pawley's, uh restraining order when I went through her garbage and got her Q-tips. Nobody cares about that. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess No, no, no. Okay. Let's, let's see. All it. Right.
0: Okay, hold on.
1: We... I second mortgage you... my house. Ah. Now I can be respected in this community. There you go. <laughs> the $14,000 paid for the whole budget for suicide squad and the special effects. So, thank you everybody. Thank you. Thank you.
3: All right. So what... The document. What, that what what was that? Was that legit? <laughs> no. no. No.
1: No, it's actually um I don't even know what it is. I just had my props. I to come up with fucking something once you just trash the shit I'm coming out here to talk about.
2: So <laughs> No, Eric trashed the shit you were coming yeah. in to talk okay. about. Let's so, let's...
1: let's so we have a friend coming on, but let's talk about this. But no uh. <laughs> That's okay. I obviously being a Romero fan, um Day is, uh I mean, well, thank God that, you know, Diary and Survivor came out because Day was always the one that got shitted on. So, you know, but it's True. funny you guys were talking. I was like listening because um, I had never known anybody who had seen it, you know, forever. So, you know, as a kid seeing it, um I saw it for the first time. I think I was 12. I rented it for Movies Plus. um It affected me. Like it's like scared me. So I think that was a thing we that like nothing. Yeah. Nothing scared me anymore. You know, cause you're so desensitized. And I like shoved it in a drawer and closed the fricking drawer in my desk. And then, uh, my mom had to pay like $30 and like a fee because I forgot it was in there. So <laughs> to me, like I, how it like blew me away. So it's so funny. And then you're right. Like and then no one, no, no one had heard of it. I, I know anybody. I suck with the internet. Um, like, I know you guys have been on groups and shit forever, but like, I think like there was, was it homepage of the dead? Was that was a thing, right? So like, I think by the time I found that it wasn't even doing anything anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was late to the game and then, so I was just happy to see that there were people that liked this movie. And then once, once I got in the community, they're like, Oh, day sucks. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, it does. (laughs) Oh, I thought
2: it was the best one. Oh, oops. Oh, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think when, when, like Sarah said, you know, Homepage of the Dead was really the first, you know, big internet community that, that a lot of people found for George's movies. And, and a lot of people were, just discovering George's original script and they would read the script and be like, why didn't we get this movie? Yeah. We got this piece of shit. No. So a lot of people shit on yeah, day of like, the like, dead.
1: Like, no, it was awful.
2: I yeah. Was Eric, Eric's like, yeah, nothing was going to save that. <laughs> really? no, I don't, I don't like that.
3: I don't think that script was going to make it this.
1: I do think it would help. Amazing. No? <laughs> I mean,
3: I'd, I'd be interested to see what happened, but it, it, it wasn't this revelation. Like, Oh gee whiz, that would have been the, the fucking amazing mm. film there. That's not how I felt about it when I read it. Um, I think it would have been about the same. I think it delivered the same kind of message. Uh,
2: I think it would have so been George's biggest production to date. I, I think it would have been his most ambitious. And I think when people look at what that could have been, just in terms of a technical standpoint, not quality, but like the scope that George wanted compared to what we got, People are like, well, look how much was left on the table. Why couldn't George have gotten this done? And they feel, again, because we elevate George. And and a friend of mine, Mike Felsher, always liked to say is, and and George always believed this, George is not a sacred cow. George was a yeah. human being. And George never thought of himself that way. So, you know, we elevate George and in George's movies. And we yeah. look at this, you know, we get really, really pissed off at the shit that George didn't get to do. That we kind of shit on the stuff that he did. Um, because we knew the potential that George had to take on these big properties and to make a, these other grandiose films. I'm satisfied with what we got from George.
1: Yeah, I, like even like you when you were just talking about land, like I I was. But I always say and I always say this to Matt and our friends that we talk to, uh, Bob and CMB and our group constantly. I'm really easy to please. So, I mean, you can give me so little, and I'm happy with it. But even Land, I was like, oh my god, like, you know, we went and saw it like four times. I was so excited. Yeah. I'm so happy with just anything. I'll take well, it. I mean, like, I, I love it. Land. Okay. I, right. I love Land. I mean, uh, Diary
0: I hey, get you know,
1: motion sick, though, so I, I couldn't handle that survival. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't watch it, but you know, it's yeah, just it's interesting. And again,
2: like I said, the, the last the last two George films that we got were way more George than anything people had ever gotten.
1: Yeah.
2: Because at this point, what I mean, what was he doing? He didn't want to make zombie movies anymore. Right. I know that for a fact. He told that right. to me and he said that you know, in shows he wanted to do other non-zombie stuff and people kept giving him money to that make was, zombie movies. So he's out. like so he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to make whatever movie I want, you know, and and, yeah. and that's what we got. You know, how many film directors can say they basically made the movie they wanted? I mean, the last John Carpenter movie we got was eleven years ago, and I guarantee.
3: Well, the, only, the only problem with that is that we know with those last couple of Grunwald pictures, he had full carte blanche; he could do whatever we want, or yeah. he wanted. So if we don't like it, we don't like what he wanted,
0: right? It's <laughs> right.
3: It's, it's, right. it's, and and believe me, I'm I'm digging for gold there. I mean, I you know I. It, it's tough for me to say like, "Hey, these films are trash," because I have a couple of different copies of them and I watch them all the time. So, you know, I'm 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 looking for something there. So, we're not necessarily the audience
2: that would
0: I don't yeah we, we be don't the best know.
2: judge of this. But
0: um, and
3: again,
2: you can you can love George and not like one of his movies. Right. But it's it's how you treat George and how you say, "Look, I love George. I just didn't care for this movie," and that's fine. You know, I don't care for some of my wife's cooking, but I'm going to eat it because she gave it to me.
1: You better. You You better. You know, you know. She's a goddamn gem.
2: You You better. You stay away from her. (laughs) Down, girl. She's an angel on earth. She is. She is. But, uh, but I mean, I I like analogies and it's like, you know what? You come home from a long day at work. Your wife cooks you dinner and it's not really food that you want. So what are you gonna do? Shit on her, or are you gonna yeah. eat it? No, you're gonna eat it. You're gonna eat it.
1: And, and, and again,
2: but you're allowed. You're allowed to not like stuff. You're yeah. allowed to have yeah, opinions. But I, 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 draw the line when people shit on someone because they feel that they didn't get something that they wanted or that they should have. They feel they should have gotten. Right. There, to me, there's that line, and I'll always have that line. You know, people. You know, send, oh, you know, oh, you were in survival. God, I hated that movie. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? Who to me? <laughs> like don't apologize to me. That's fine. You know, maybe apologize to me if you thought my thirty seconds of screen time was shit, then maybe. But even then I'm not gonna I'm like, you know what, that's your opinion. That's cool, man.
1: Excellence.
2: Yeah, thank you. No, but I mean it's it's you know, there there's parts of every George film that I don't particularly care for, but you know, overall I felt the man always tried to do his best. He never really phoned it in. You know, he 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 played the hand he was dealt.
3: Sarah, what, uh, did you see Dave first or were you, had you seen the other? Two?
1: Um, so the way my experience went was I had seen, uh, the original Night of the Living Dead at some point as a child. So, uh, there was no, um, sort of like, I could watch whatever I wanted as a kid and my parents were really into horror movies too. So, we would like rent horror movies on the weekends r- you know randomly wherever we lived and there was a horror mo- a store um so i had seen um no living dead as a kid but then when i was old enough to go and rent stuff myself that's when i really got into stuff so i was about somewhere between 11 and 12 and like i said i'd go to the movies plus and uh walk up there and the thing that got me hooked actually was uh nineteen ninety uh the remake so um so that I think, so how old was that? I? I was born in nineteen ninety no I'm just kidding um, so that was already on v h s for a couple of years, so that was the newest one, so that was the shit that like got me, but I was always a uh, like a zombie freak, so I would watch anything that had to do with zombies. But nineteen ninety was the thing that stumbled me into like George Romero. So uh I watched that heavily and um then moved on to Day and Dawn. And um and of course I love Dawn too, like everybody, but Day man, that shit got me. It just I know it's so weird. It's like so funny when you talk to people and they're like, eh. And I'm like, really?
0: Really? I mean, Cause yeah.
1: I mean, I watch it on the rig still. I just, I, I love it so much. I, I just can't understand that nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I do not like that?
3: Well, some people, they will watch Dawn of the Dead and they'll focus in on like the corny music and stuff. I'm yeah. like, well, like the pie
1: fight. What
3: the shit are you talking about? The music, but everything dude. else.
1: But there's so much uh, good in it. I I know. I know. I guess it's but some like people you.
3: just yeah. Some when it's fresh to them, when you haven't watched it all all your life. Right. Uh, I guess
1: that's it. Like if you weren't repeatedly watching it and like searching, like just searching for like the perfect zombie film, just like like a crazy person. It was funny. Like Bob had said something two weeks ago, and I thought about like my friend's parents used to get a TV guide. And I would look in the TV guide to see if Night of the Living Dead was going to be on somewhere. And I'd like cut it out and like keep it. Like
2: I a weird one. I used to, we used to get right? the, um, the, the local version was called TV host and it was magazine size. Ooh. And I used to go in the back with all the movie listings and I'd yeah. scan for the upcoming week. I'm like, Dawn of the Dead. Night of the... And that yeah. was when they, they used to show Night 90 a lot on Cinemax. And that's how I got introduced oh, to Night yeah. 90. So
1: a, yeah. Yeah, I think, and well, I, I'm trying to no, know is definitely because that uh, what, what's that movie that they show the preview for? It's like Hudson Hawk, is it? That, is that Hudson a movie? Hawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yep. like before, you know, yeah, like before Night pumped up. And Then you're like August 23rd because they had said it in the movie, and like every August 23rd, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is so you know? <laughs> like, like when you're a kid and you're just like weird, like you don't look that weird, but you're really fucking
2: weird. You get that, you get that. Grin on your face. You just can't contain it anymore. Making all
1: your friends watch this shit. Oh, God. Ruining sleepovers and people's lives forever.
3: Yep. (laughs) Sarah, who signed your newspaper?
1: Oh, okay. So, all right. So, obviously, here's, here's the story of my beautiful newspaper. So, this is something that apparently everybody knew about. So, obviously, there's real copies of it that people have, which, oh, my God, um. There's produced copies and whatever, but I didn't know that. So uh mine I actually got um we went to um uh whorehound and it was the um was the two thousand and was it eight, maybe, nine, ten, and it was uh the anniversary and it was in Indianapolis and we flew down there and um that was the first time I met George and um that was rough so you know we stood outside and waited for like three hours and i like was hyperventilating like a psychopath like really embarrassing like (laughs) embarrassing stuff and uh luckily um he thought it was adorable and his manager thought it was adorable thank god and uh they'd actually he'd give me like an extra picture to get signed and i was like crying and just embarrassing um, trying not to, but I'm like, Oh, sign me and I'll get a tattoo. And he's like, I'm not doing that to a young girl. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure like, uh, you know, some of our friends have probably asked that before and pulled out their big hairy butts. And he was like, Yeah, no more of that shit. So
2: I told um, you that story in confidence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, at the convention, you know, it was like everybody was there. So this was my first real like date convention that i had seen everyone now since then thank god we've had all these different you know milestone years and i'm at every one of them but um so greg nicotero was next to uh george's table and you know that was before um you know walking dead when only you know we knew who he was you know so he was just chilling at the table and he, so i went over to him next and he was like i we probably talked to him for 25 minutes and he was just like, Oh my God, like, you're so adorable with your crying. And, you know, George loves that and how sweet you are. And then he like showed me at all these like continuity pictures. And, and okay, I don't know this for sure, but like at the time. So he had all these pictures and then like Lee was there, but I didn't know Lee then. Not that I really know Lee, but I think that they were doing shit with the books then. So, um, he was there with, um, some of the other actors. So he was like, Oh, I brought these pictures for. You know, so and then now put two and two together is probably what it was about. And so I just, like, sat there with him, like, on the other side of the table. And he just, like, showed me these pictures. And I cried and cried and cried. So, yeah, I had never seen a copy of the paper before, but he had one. So Greg Nicotero signed that for me um, in, like, 2000, 2008, maybe. I mean, it must have been 25 years. So somebody do the math on here and figure that out. Yeah, twenty twenty ten, really? Twenty ten. Yeah,
2: 2010. yeah. 2010. I got. I'm, I'm looking at my paper that I got signed yeah. by Greg in two thousand and four.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah two thousand four, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, a, even, a little old school. I
1: didn't, even, I didn't even know that there were conventions then, other than the ones, like in New York, like in New York City. That was like, holy shit, can you? You can go there? Wow, it's crazy.
0: I got a paper from
3: Greg in '04, and then he was like, "You want me to sign it?" And I was like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> Like, nah, I had old. never,
1: <laughs> I had never seen that before, so I had flipped my shit, and I'm like, I bought it from him. Oh my god! See, I wish I if I can get a, <laughs> I want a real one, of course, but you know, like so, who's everybody does, so yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of the stuff I collect. Um, luckily, I have a husband who will literally buy me anything day related at any cost. Um, I'm a little cheaper. He's not. So, um, <laughs> so he finds some pretty cool stuff. We don't, I don't have a lot of really cool props like some of you guys. I mean, I know there's like guys on here who like somebody has like the fluffy crate, right? I mean, like, you know, you guys have amazing stuff, but we don't we, talk about him. We don't, yeah. he, he, we not speak of. He's
2: persona uh, uh, non grata,
1: <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I know everyone's got amazing stuff, but try to get some stuff. One of the cool things I really like that Dana got me, he had got me um one of these press kits. Ooh. Which is really awesome. I once again like I suck on the internet like I don't like mm. so yeah. you know, it's pretty cool. And It's got you know, I to me this was freaking amazing. Like I was in tears. Like just to have all this stuff written down like from the oh god. And it's got beautiful beautiful pictures um and I mean, I'm sure some of us already own some of these. Sorry about the light. Um, it's got amazing pictures in it. I said, I had never seen anything like this. So when Dan bought this, I like just about died. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. like, are you serious? This is this a real thing? like it's just got the most gorgeous pictures and it's just really special to me. Uh, actually, this one, this is pretty cool. I got this Night Riders picture and um nice. These are cool. Uh we got them we started getting um uh a conventions up in Buffalo now. And it was cool because it was like a vendor that I'd never seen before. Because, you know, you go to conventions, you see the same vendors, same sort of stuff. Like this guy had really random stuff. And then somehow I stumbled upon these Knight Rider pictures. And I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. So I'm going to try to move my phone here. I have it set up on the like the most ghetto thing you've ever seen in your life. So this is where Dan really shines. So <laughs> he's um purchased these for me. This was done by a artist um, named Chuck Jarman. Um, it's freaking incredible. Um,
3: get, get get close on him. Oh, look at there. <laughs> that is realistic.
1: Yeah, when he bought this, um, he bought this for my birthday last year. You know, and I have a almost four-year-old son, and I really thought, oh, my God, we really fucked up this time. Like, we're going to have this in the house? And he said he did have a, a dream about it. And he's like, "Oh, I was trying to lick me," and I'm like, "No, it's fine." So when we have friends come over, like children, I cover him up, and then he gets sad. That that doctor tongue, his friends covered up and bub. And um, Dan bought me this beautiful bub, but I guess uh, it was more of a pain in the ass to get this guy, so we're not giving him any credit. But
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like when I look at the small doctor tongue; it looks like Upson Pratt became. Oh my god. Dr. Tongue. It looks like Look the roaches it's ate so him at Creep Show and he became Dr. Tongue. That hair That's is so just cool. out of control.
1: It's gorgeous. This was actually done by a friend of ours um in the groups, um, Jason Green. Yeah. Yeah, he's yep. incredible. Um and he did this little guy for me, and I love him so much The uh, And um take
3: commissions or pardon,
1: does yes. Oh my yeah. god. Have you ever seen his corral?
2: Oh, Jason did that. Oh, that corral was a great, great piece of work. It, like,
1: brings – he is – it's like – like, even still, I don't know if it's still in, but in the Tom Savini school ad, Jason did a bub, and it was in the ad for years. And it's – I mean, it, like, brings a damn tear to your eye. So when we became friends and stuff, and then he's like, oh, I did – I'm like, fuck you. We've been looking at that for years. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) – I mean, there are a lot of bubs and Dr. Tongues and all kinds of shit out there. But to get, like, one that really, like, kicks ass, you know, I mean, just, ugh. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we we have a couple. of This is our little cabinet. I mean, like, I got this Fangoria, which everybody probably has. But, you know, I got that for, like, Dan got it for me for, like, my 25th birthday. And I had this huge party. And everybody's like. Oh, what the fuck the, is that? You know? And the
3: Dr. Tung one?
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. Is, that, is that a like,
3: bub candle?
1: Yes. Yes. He got this on <laughs> Etsy for me. Isn't he beautiful? Wow.
3: Mm, yes. <laughs> what is, what's the story behind the bub candle?
1: Uh, yeah. He found it on Etsy somewhere. Like, what? I'm telling you, he finds unbelievable str- I've had that for a couple of years. I know we were trying to think, like, oh, where did we get the, oh, God, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this is just some of our little things, but. This poster's pretty cool, because it's an original art, even though it doesn't have anything to do with Day of the Dead, a uh, Return of the Living Dead poster, because it was just some weird thing. We found it like, a garage sale, and it's, like, like on press board, and, like, the person didn't know what the hell it was, and it's, like, from the frickin' 80s, so we're so excited about that. You know, it's hard to figure out what you're going to hang up in your house and what you have room for and what you don't, so <laughs> you
2: guys I know. I, I, I know that feeling well.
1: Yeah, we have, like, so many toys and collectibles and all this stuff, and it's just like, oh, God, where are we going to put You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. every time one comes out, you know, you're like, oh, i got to buy that. And then you're like, oh, God, now where are we going to put it? In?
2: Think about that later. Just buy you're it. Right.
1: It's it. We just buy it. Now it's, like, in a tote because we're like, oh, when we buy a house, well, now we we bought a house for years, and then we had this child, and we have to put its thing somewhere. And um put the no child in the
2: tote. Put the toys out.
1: <laughs> and he's like, Let me see these. I'm like, oh, I can't,
2: play with them. I can't
1: play with them. But he at least he likes it. Thank God we haven't scared him too much emotionally for life. So
2: No, I remember when Reeve was probably two or three, he would um we'd be watching Dawn of the Dead and I took him to the mall one time and we were inside of Penny's when it was still open and they had the, the some of the windows. On the sides. And I said, hey Reeve, go up to that window. And I said, what, what is, what, what a Ken and Flyboy do on the windows? So Reeve, at the age of like two or three, is in the Minerva Mall knocking on the window going, hey ugly. Hey ugly.
1: <laughs> yes, that's
2: just good parenting.
1: <laughs> that's just good parenting.
2: So he got, he got that in when he could. And, yes. you know, now he's too embarrassed to do you ah. know, any of the cool stuff, but he'll talk about doing it. But when it's time to do it, oh, no. then he
1: gets embarrassed. Yeah. 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 Puberty gets in the way. I'm like, of
2: being I'm like, cool. Son, just let me show you what I've done as a grown adult. <laughs>
1: right. you,
2: you, this is nothing compared to what you think it is. Like,
1: he's been to a convention. He sees what all of us do. Right? Oh,
2: yeah. No, he gets <laughs> yeah, it. He's, been there. he's in the eye rolling stage. He's like, Oh, dad, whatever. I know.
1: That's what makes me nervous because about the idiots, you know, one day he's going to like be like my parents. Are nope. Just so keep doing lame. it because
2: uh, he will they'll, they'll catch on. They'll be like, Oh, you remember how cool you were when you showed me that you, you did that? Don't worry.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll Don't worry. He thinks I'm cool now, so we'll see.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> now, Sarah, that, that bub, is that the only bub you have?
1: Um that that guy yeah, that's our uh only bub. Okay. I had to give him a haircut surprise it's, the hair was so bad on it. Poor man. I'm like sending him pictures, I'm like his hair is terrible. I have to cut his hair. Okay, for so yeah, he he is beautiful, but Dan said the the artist that he bought him from, it was um Less than a, uh, it was a lot of trouble. So he was like, yeah, we're not even. <laughs> so it was kind of, but obviously he's really good. Cause I mean, been looking for bubs and whatever forever. And that's a really good one. Cause there's a lot of questionable ones out there. Shit. I even like the bad ones, but you know, he's a little bit more, uh, Dan's a little bit more, his standards are higher and mm-hmm. he's the one, you know, spending I the know. money on it.
2: I, I trained my wife well. She knows what to look for. Yeah. And and she'll like, cause if she sees me go, I'm like, she knows not to get that one. Oh, yeah, she knows, yeah. she knows where the line is. She knows where the quality line is and yeah. says, yep, oh, I'm gonna, so, "Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, she, she, she does the same thing to me that Dan does. She'll no, find me oh that.
1: Dan's is so freaking high. And yeah. I mean, of course he loves all this stuff too. I mean, that's, I mean, we're lucky in that sense that like, we like found each other and like, like the same weird shit. I, I mean, mine's a little bit one way and his is a little bit the other way. But, um, so obviously this is why this can be in our dining room, like, like normal people. But, um, yeah, his standard of like artwork that someone makes is pretty damn high, but he's also willing to pay for it. So shit. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Happy birthday to me.
2: Yeah. That's a, yeah. A couple of Christmas ago, Pam found one of the, uh, the Monrovo mall Hawthorne village,
1: Oh, oh, I remember that. Yeah.
2: And it was like completely random because I hadn't talked about it in God knows how long. And, and she's like, you gotta open that last. And I opened it. I was like, holy shit. Like where, where, where did you find it? She goes, I found it on Facebook marketplace. So someone in central PA had it. And she like,
1: holy shit. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. What a find.
2: You know, it was just one of those things. So she, she, I I, I give her more credit because she, she really does actually listen to me. Random because I hadn't talked about it in God knows how long, and and she's Glass. like, "You got to open that last." And I opened it. I was like, know I was like, Holy shit! Like, where, where, where did you find it?' She goes, I found it on Facebook Marketplace. So someone in Central PA
1: had it. She's like
2: weird lag.
1: Yeah. It
2: was... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. It's just all sudden, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, it's it's amazing how the the spouse kind of listens. And oh,
1: then... yeah. he's he's the. He's the best gift giver. I, I can't. I mean, and and because he's like, I mean, I know everybody shops on the internet except me, but he's like so good at looking for shit, you know, <laughs> like he just finds stuff and I'm like, oh my God, where'd you find this? You know, just random stuff like, oh, I bought you this pin or I got you this. Or, you know, like whenever um a new collection, say like Freight Rags, you know, sends out a new collection or something and it's like, oh, here it is, you know, like anything, you know, he's really on top of all that, so. Yeah, I gotta,
2: I gotta be careful with Christmas time because I give them a list and (laughs) I'll say to Pam, I'm gonna buy this and she goes, is it on your list? And I go, maybe.
1: Gotta yeah, make like, a list well, and
2: check it twice. Yeah, it's it's it, it it gets hard around Christmas time when you start wanting to buy all the shit that you waited all year to buy in hopes yeah. that someone will buy it for you. And you're like, please just buy <laughs> the right one.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, see, that's the greatest part for me is because I don't even know if this shit exists, and he finds it. It's incredible.
2: <laughs> and it's the complete opposite with me because she knows when it comes out, I buy it right away. And, yeah,
1: no, he, like I like said, he's yeah. good with that, but I just, but. <sighs> Yeah, and I'm so happy with anything. I mean, look how happy I am like, with all my little collections, all my little cutie things.
3: Hey Sarah, yeah. where do you where do you guys stand with the Living Dead weekend right now?
1: Um, how so? Like if it's I mean, go- tra- if it's I'm going, tra- we're going. Okay. Yeah, like, um, obvious. I oh, know. God, this stuff's so crazy. Well, I feel like we're so lucky. I mean, as lucky as Matt, cause he like is an hour away from literally everything. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. He's like, I'm going to the show. And I'm like, where is it? And he's like 45 minutes away. And I'm like, thank you. Um, <laughs> but we live in Buffalo. So, you know, it's like four hours from Pittsburgh, which it's like, how how freaking lucky are we? Like yeah. I, I could have been born in uh, I don't uh, Seattle and then had to find my way here, you know. But
2: you um, live as far away from Pittsburgh as I do. No. Yes.
1: You're like an hour from Pittsburgh, aren't you?
2: I live in Hershey.
1: Well, I don't know where that is. That's <laughs> three
2: and a half that's three and a half hours east of Pittsburgh.
1: No. Really?
2: Yeah, Google oh. Maps doesn't lie. So when you get off and you look it up, it takes come me three and, on. takes me three really? and a half hours to get to Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, come on. No, I didn't realize that. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm out there all the time. So you might, right. I, might I mean, to... it's
1: like P- Pennsylvania, you know, it's Pennsylvania. like when someone's like, Oh, do you go to New York city? I'm like, it's eight hours away. No.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes six oh. hours to drive across Pennsylvania and almost four to drive North and South.
1: Holy That's, shit. Yeah. Wow. The more, you know, all right, I'm learning today. Yeah, there you go. But so yes, the answer to answer your question. Yes. If it's going on, we're going, it's, um, obviously it's, pretty important to us and especially this one to me because it's a day one so you know had everybody we've heard all the stories but i'll just keep going we'll just keep going forever and then i i love return too so um that's extra exciting which of course i take the last couple of return to living dead uh Conventions near us, I've been to in the last couple of years too, but I'll keep going. <laughs> you know, we can't ever stay away from the mall. Nope. No.
2: Nope. We're so it brings lucky. us all together.
1: Right. Right.
2: It's our playground. I it mean, is. I, I, I tell people, they're like, what is it about the mall? I said, imagine. What is
1: it not about the mall?
2: I said, Im- imagine <laughs> you're a fan uh, of either Star Trek, Star Wars, Titanic. You get to go play on the set of your favorite movie.
1: Right. Right.
2: I said that, that's the only thing I can, I can tell you what it is.
1: You know, it's like incredible too, to go, cause you think about like, all the times you went to any other, like, well, maybe it's just me, but you know, like, you see the movie and you're so excited, and then you like, go to J.C. Penney's as a kid, you know, some other J.C. JCPenney's, and you're like, oh, it's like, you know, like, and then you actually go, like,
2: fucking dead. It yeah, blows my the, mind. The Harrisburg Mall, it, it was like, it's like 10 minutes from where I grew up. And when we went out there in the 80s and 90s, Penny's was right in the middle, right oh, where it is. Really? Yeah. It was, it was recessed a little bit, but they had the plants and the fountains and everything. Oh, and it wow. all, I, always made me think that that was yes. the mall yes. because every time I go out there, I'm like, this is so cool. It's like being in the movie. And then when you're a teenager and you finally find out where, where the movie is and you can go, but. Like that's every time I went to that mall with my mom, I was right. I always thought of Dawn of the Dead. Right. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever.
1: And then you get to go there. You get I to know. go there one day. I know. I think that these people just go there and they think it sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm just sitting. Oh God. it's like the ultimate. Now that's that's who I need to talk to. I need to talk to somebody. Somebody, get on it. Get me in those minds. Get me in <laughs> the mines. Yeah, have
3: you been to the mines? And I know Matt hasn't been there. Like no. I, I could some out know, no. about Day of the Dead, but I, I, I think I've been in the mines a couple times.
1: Mm, of course you have. Nah, you don't give a shit. Of course you've been there. I mean, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Fuck.
2: Why not? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the one location that I, the, oh, the one God. major location that I've yet to get into. I mean, we, we drove up there in October on the, on yeah.
0: the
2: hopes and prayers that, that someone would, would let, let us in, in. Right. and we, you know, that was an hour and a half out of our day and, you know, but I got to go. It was the first time i actually ever been to the Wampa mines. Uh, and, and, you know, we got denied, but it was still fun to go, but yeah. You know, I just, oh, a...
1: someone can figure, I mean, I know, I I know, like Larry keeps trying and, I know that people are trying, but I just... Oh God! But uh, honestly, if it does happen and it's in some convention setting, a group setting, I will be embarrassing. Oh, you know, crying. you know, if I get I'll there, you know, I'll disgusting. text you and you'll you'll uh.
2: drive down. You're gonna call I'll be, off of work.
1: Ah, fuck it! I don't care. Nothing's keeping me for I'm like a couple hours away. Who cares? What about
3: uh? What about Fort Myers and Sanibel? Well,
1: you know, it's funny because you know, you talk to people about no, I've never been down there either, but um luckily too, some of our friends in the group have gone and take those pictures and it's so awesome. But, you know, you like talk to people just like I at work. Like, um, oh, guess where I I went here and I went to Santa I'm like, do you even and they're like, eh. You know, I'm like, oh, my favorite movie was there. and like, oh, something weird. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> filmed there. And they're like, really? Weird. I'm like, well, I'll just see, you know. But just so funny. Like, such a, a, a just a place that these people go and they don't even know. And like some of me would be like, oh, like crying and snotting all over myself. It's unbelievable. I just recently had a client. They stayed on like some condo, like on the island. And it was like thousands of dollars. And they're like, oh, it was boring. And I'm like, Well, did you bring back a seashell or anything? (laughs) And they're like, Oh, I didn't know you liked it. Why do you like it? you know? Like, never mind, never mind. You're seventy, you don't understand, you're rich, you don't know.
3: Somebody had made a comment uh, where you had said, you know, people I, I
1: don't know how to read the comments while we, this is going on.
3: Because well, you had, a, you had mentioned that people go there all the time that hate the mall, but I think what you meant was just people that live around there that don't know.
1: No, no, they, don't, don't, they don't know, know what it care. is.
3: They just go there and like, whatever, I'm going to. Forever. No, I don't care. I,
1: I
2: remember in, I remember in 1999 on my second trip to the mall, I went by myself and I went to Suncoast Video, which is upstairs by Saga. Uh, where Spencer's gifts is. And I bought a copy of Dawn of the Dead on VHS. In and I was mall. in the mall. Oh. It was right next door to it. And I remember thinking, okay, don't, don't say anything. It just, I just put it on the counter and the person behind the counter didn't say a word about that movie oh, being filmed there. So and it was like, oh, you don't even know it's filmed here. It's like, this and I was I like, know. oh my god, I copy the movie that was filmed here. And I kind of wanted to say something, but it was like back in the day when, you know, they didn't want anything to do with it.
1: Oh, yes.
2: yes. I didn't want to draw any more attention to myself than what I was probably already doing. So. And
1: sometimes people don't. This is always my, my, my issue with anything I like. And luckily, I mean, and honestly, until I got to like meet certain people, like we would go to conventions and I couldn't make any friends. And I'm like, be my friend, and I'm like, <laughs> but um, I had seen in the early 2000s, <laughs> I was at a restaurant and I saw a kid in a Day of the Dead T-shirt, and I like flipped and I start, you know, like running at him, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my friend, and he like looked at me and he goes, I was wondering what crazy person was yelling across the restaurant, and that's all he said, and he freaking walked away, <laughs> and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me. Nobody knows this shit. Nobody knows this movie. It's like 2005 or 2000. I don't even know what year it was. It doesn't even matter. Me and you are the only people who know this movie. We should be connecting right now. We should be connecting. <laughs> and his girlfriend had a Canadian tuxedo on, which I don't know if you guys know what that is. If that's a regional thing because we're by Canada.
2: No, I know what that is. Yeah, jacket
1: and she, eh. And I want to be like, fuck you. We're supposed to be best friends now, and we weren't, and it was really sad.
2: It was like mm-hmm. that scene in Step Brothers. Did we just become back friends? Oh, my God.
1: It yep. happens to me all the time. I got to stop. Once at the gym, a kid was wearing in a day that had a T-shirt, but he was a little awkward. But, you know, I, like, ran up to him while he's on the treadmill, and I'm like, oh, my God, me and you, you know? And he was like, nah. <laughs> so it's, it's a bummer. But it's like, seriously, when you see something like that, and no one else knows, like, how how are we not? Like, it's not like you're wearing, I don't know, a Beatles T-shirt, and you're like, oh, hey, John Lennon. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, Seriously. Like, that guy should have been my best friend, but he wasn't. It really yeah. made me sad, and I ate yeah. three more plates at the Old Country Buffet. It was a really sad <laughs>
2: moment for me. I, I mean, I'm wearing my Cruel intention shirt today, and I, you know, I wear that out every once in a while, and some really like, whoa, look like that shirt, because you don't see that.
1: Yes. You know, and you should. St- it's excellent filmmaking.
2: It is. And so when you see Day of the Dead, there's just something that triggers you, or any George related film. Can't, I can't,
1: yeah, I can't help myself. Like I, I mean, even like you might see a, a you know a punk kid with a Night of the Living Dead patch or something, and I'm there, I am trying to talk to that kid, you know, and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All right, my favorite bands are Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that burns you because um a lot of people wear the T-shirt because you know, a Target, whatever. And uh, that has come to bite me in the ass a couple of times where I'm like, oh my God, uh, you know? And like the one time the girl's like, this is my brother's shirt, you know? And you're like, oh, fuck, I thought we were going to connect, you know? And, you know, I have a tattoo on my ankle. I'm like pulling it out. I'm like, yeah, you know? And they're like, no, no, we're not about that. And I can't connect with the humans. But, but seriously. But yeah, that's great. Cra- that's, that's sad to me that you bought that VHS in the mall. And the kid working didn't even say like, oh hey, nope. like no human connection with that. It nope. makes nope. me so sad. I,
2: I feel bad for them. It was a lost opportunity for me right. to share some knowledge and Right. You know, be proud right. of where you work. You work at a Suncoast, first of all. Right. In the Manoble Mall, and you're selling a movie that has put this mall on the map and holy shit, right.
1: I mean I know this this is I'm really can you believe that we got to see Dawn in the frickin' mall? That was like cool. I I just like I well, think that
3: I think I think you went off and got a little,
1: uh part Yeah well
3: the
2: yeah, you left a little early. If I don't, if You're I recall, I, no, that was Sandy and Pam. No, Sandy and Pam left. Oh, oh yeah, no, I you turned around. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sandy I'm sorry. and Pam left to get to get a little wasted. And that was actually oh, the second yeah. time I saw that in the mall when when oh, they opened the theater. They were showing Dawn for like three nights. Oh my god! And I went out to one of the Saturday night like midnight screenings. Oh, when they and,
3: yeah, yeah, uh, CMX.
2: Yeah, back in like 2013.
3: It's not a CMX. What
2: is it? Uh, Cinemark. Mark, that's right. Yeah, so it was nice of them to, to show it when they first opened the theater and then during the Living Dead We Actually, sorry, that's the third time I've watched Dawn of the Dead in the mall. Uh, the first, when Horrorhound was there in 08, they showed it down in the, the one big empty court where the Living Dead weekend does. They did a big oh, blow up okay. screen. So yeah, it's oh, that's still fun. Cool.
1: Oh God! What a what an amazing thing! Now right. we gotta watch
2: Day of the Dead in the mines. That's the oh last God, thing we please. need to do. Just
1: like uh, you could just die right there. It doesn't matter. I've accomplished just, everything. Just okay. bring an iPad and sit in just the corner for 90
2: minutes. <laughs> That's it. That's all we need.
1: I, th- the first time I saw Day on big screen, I it I saw it, um I don't think this happens anymore. It's uh called Erie Film Fest. So it was an Eerie PA, and it was a mm-hmm. really small one. And actually, uh George was supposed to come to it. And this might have been thousand four two thousand five. Uh yeah, ish. I
2: think it was it was two thousand five two thousand six. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I remember it, that show.
1: And um, so uh, Joe was there and Eugene. Um, so that was cool. But other than that, I mean, it's it's like such a small show. But um, they played Day on the big screen, and I'd never seen. I mean, that just. I mean, I've seen it a couple times now. On but. Like, just to see it in a movie theater, like, holy shit. I mean, other than the drunken people yelling at the screen. and uh, I can't even remember which one. There's someone, they're like, there's Bud! There's Bud! And are like, oh, God, <laughs> <I'm> so <hammered." laughs> you're so They're like, no, I can't remember which one. Maybe that was Cinema Wasteland. I don't know. But it's like, we're, there is
3: At the 3D screening, though, we were very well behaved. I was expecting kind of a raucous atmosphere, but we were, yeah. it was reverence like we we're all
1: yeah in- God, we're all crying well i wasn't
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. I, like, you know we believer. were celebrating the fact that we were watching dawn in the theater and we weren't there to cause any other disruptions and that was just you know everyone cheered at the right time and yes. laughed at the right time and you know we we were just so thankful that we could sit in the mineral Mall right. and watch dawn of the dead like yeah. that's the crowd you want to be watching a movie in that atmosphere with
1: right I know, I'm so glad that the mall, I mean, it's sad that, you know, malls are dying. But, like, hey, at least now they give a shit about the movie and they let us do all this cool stuff in the mall. Yeah, no, that's true. We lucked out that way. Maybe storage will have some sort of decline and then they'll let us in the mines. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to store their stuff anymore now. Come on in. (laughs) Let me in there. I'll never leave. Uh,
3: Whenever I hear about it, it always kind of throws me off is that, Basically, anytime one of these events like a Living Dead weekend is not going on, they're not cool with people just poking around the mall. You know what I mean? Like it's okay right. during. The-
1: oh, but then other than that, like.
3: Huh? Yeah. No, really. Uh, we had a, a friend of ours. Uh, hmm. October was it last October? No, October before last. We had a friend of ours that was taking some pictures at the mall, and obviously the October event is in Evan City. So, but somebody was you know taking pictures at the mall, and security took notice and really it's all
2: fit for, yeah. yeah yeah i think it's just depending mm. on how you act yeah
1: i've been really blessed yeah. to have friends who know uh security guards and been able to poke around the mall in some pretty good ways <laughs> so, been a little lucky that way but that's really a bummer huh?
2: yeah i mean it's 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 again it's a business and and there's yeah. there's certain things you you should and and you know, should not be doing in, in a public place. But again, it's, it's all on how you act and conduct yourself. Yeah, just how
1: smearing fake blood all over anything
2: or acting like yeah. an asshole. And, yeah. you know, seen that been there. Yeah. yeah. We have seen
3: that happen. Somebody got yeah. some, uh, blood on the George. Yeah. Here. What the hell?
1: Yeah. Just uh, like, uh, I know. Or the, the poor airport. There's another place, the airport. That's where I need to go to. I need to go to the airport. not there yet. No, yeah. you've I'm never other. been there. Mm-mm.
3: Goodness, that's a quickie. Right. I know well, you
1: guys have. I I know we've talked about it, but you know we always have like the we always have my son, and we bring my in, so we bring my in laws to watch my son, so we can like go tinker <laughs> around, you know. Um. So it's, yeah, it was,
3: though it's it's literally like a five minute ride.
1: Yeah, we need to do that. I know. I'd like to see some of the creep show stuff too, because I mean, it's just crazy. It's just right there. So you whoa, have whoa. the,
3: the full on everybody pile into a car go out into the countryside thing yet
1: no no okay. i'm missing out
2: I'm Missing are, out. you are well we'll do that when when june comes around
1: all right fingers all right. crossed
2: all right well what uh
3: what's something you're looking to visit that uh you haven't been had a chance to do yet, location wise
1: so yeah i'd like to see i mean if the creep show, uh, you know, like you can go to the house, you can, there's parts around the college you can go to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, I've seen it just on your guys stuff and, um, I really like to go there. Obviously the, uh, the airport, that's pretty easy to go to. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like my, like I said, my top thing is the mines. Like, I don't know, somebody, I, I know they're trying to make it happen, but I know somebody's got to figure it out. Like I'll pay, I like, I don't even care. I will pay i will give you money like figure it out like they, i know right. they need money everyone needs some money like <laughs> i will give you money let me fuck it in there just let me wander around and cry just let me just let me go in there
3: we need to get it, a uh, staff member who wants to hang around for a couple of I know what do we got
1: to <laughs> do what do we got to do what do we got to do let me in there <laughs>
2: We'll get you there.
1: Yeah, hopefully, it's hopefully, hopefully. Go yeah, I, the, I think eventually they'll they wear down from like being asked ever, however many times a year, and being <laughs> saying like, "Hey, like we'll pay, like let us in there." Please, <laughs> I'm gonna
3: feel guilty if I go and you're not there. Though. I seriously like this terrible film. You know, we'll we'll call I know, you. I you don't even give a <laughs>
1: shit. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like one of my to- like hi my name's Sarah Noack uh, I like Day of the Dead and I have chili peppers <laughs> like I'm a nerd like it's one of my like top qualifications so I deserve to be in there.
3: Well, like GI, did say you know knowing is half the battle, but being there is the other
2: half.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just yeah. being lucky. <laughs> just being lucky, I guess.
2: Yeah, well, we'll get you. We'll get you there someday, and if we come down in June, you know we'll. We'll spend the time and 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 get you where you want to go.
1: Yeah, hopefully everything'll figure itself out. It
2: will. It will. Well don't worry. There there's enough time. There's you know, Eric and I spent what, two days?
3: Uh two days at least two days. It was it was probably four days, wasn't it?
2: Well, yeah. Full, which one? Uh October. October we spent two full days. Mm-hmm. And then basically June was, well, you were, you got there what
1: Friday? I think I got, uh, we're usually there Saturday to Sunday. Okay. So it's kind of short lived with the little one.
2: Yeah. You no,
3: know, y'all got to hang out for, y'all got to put at least four days in. Oh, God. A day.
1: <laughs> we haven't even left him overnight. Yet. Not, I know it's so boring to everyone watching. They're like, no, one oh, leave him. Shed. Nobody even. wants to hear about your kid. But, yeah, we haven't even left him overnight yet. So I was kind of planning it, but then the fucking world came to an end. And now I'm never going to be able to leave because I'm here all day with him. And he's like, you're not going back to work, are you? And I'm like, uh, someday. And he's like, no. <laughs> he told me last night he doesn't want to grow up because he doesn't want to live somewhere else. Like, this is screwing him up. <laughs> I'm like, dude. And like, it's all right. And they're like, oh, it's good. Me being around all the times, really. That's,
2: that's totally a mom thing. I'm like, get out.
1: Yeah,
2: oh yeah. No, you I'm
1: like, All right,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I'm brutal. Yeah,
3: do a mm-hmm. trial run soon with the parents on either side. Yeah,
1: we were, that so yeah, was a, it was a plan. I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll do it like overnight or, I don't know. And then,
2: kids like are said, resilient. They will I, adapt I, I, I and they will that. get over it. It's, I, I, don't, don't worry about it. I, I, these
1: children, this kid doesn't even have any trauma like I did. And he's like, eh, oh, you know. <laughs>
2: just forget him someplace like go to the store and just forget him somewhere like you gotta kind of get him into it he'd
1: probably go home with somebody (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's so friendly he's like hi yeah some chocolate okay bye (laughs) he's like me he's like me like any human like you want to be my friend no (laughs) we won't be friends he'll see
2: someone with a red hot chili pepper shirt on go my My mommy likes it
1: And they'll be like, I don't even know this stupid band. I got this shirt for free. (laughs) They're like, fuck you. Why are you wearing it? You're bumming me out. (laughs) I got this Day of the Dead shirt for free. No, you didn't. Be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes this Even the people who are supposed to like it don't like it. So now we're bound for life. Now talk to me about it. But (laughs) they don't want to. They don't want to. But I found, I found my friends now. I found, I found you guys, so it's good.
2: We love having you.
1: Yes, yes.
3: Alright, you wanna go through some of these questions, Matt? Let's see. Sure. It's not necessarily questions. Do you wanna hang out, Sarah or you- Oh god, I
1: don't, I, look, I, I, I tried to switch back over, I can't see. I don't even know what I'm doing.
3: Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I can't go back to the beginning, but
2: uh we'll Here took- you can
1: say hi real quick. All right. Oh. Say hi and then we can leave. Danny. Okay. Hi, hi buddy. Yeah.
2: Hi, buddy.
3: <laughs> oh, He's like, Are Do you
0: see?
3: We're on the saying?
1: internet.
0: Mm-hmm. We're viral. Uh-huh.
3: You're on, on too.
1: Right. I can see you on me. Daddy's phone. Oh oh you're watching oh Danny was watching it. It's nice. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, we're gonna go. I love you guys.
2: All right. Love Bye. you too. Thank
1: Bye. you.
3: Bye, Danny. Hopefully see you in seven weeks.
2: <laughs> Let's hope.
3: All right. Well, that was fun.
2: Yeah. No, love her. She was, she was like, wait, how do I do this? I said, I literally send you a link and click on it. <laughs> that's all you need to do.
3: Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I, I really haven't seen that side of it. Maybe, uh, next time you can just do the hosting and, uh, I can experience the other end of it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that for whatever reason the uh the bub bus that she has, I thought it was more I don't know, just more bulky. It's it's uh
2: smaller than I was expecting it. Yeah, I-, I haven't seen it in a while, so it's it I was like, Oh yeah, no, I remember that. Well
3: did yeah. the glamour shot, it I don't know, it looked more like like the uh yeah. bus size. Like yeah, I
0: guess control size.
3: Yeah. Uh, Will says, uh, he wishes they could have had a bigger budget for his later films." And I, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I I can't disagree. As bigger budgets always nice. I I, I don't think, I don't know. You you I'll let you uh, expand yeah. on.
2: I don't think it
3: it I don't feel that he was restrained in those later films. I
2: I I think he was because when you look at the last three films that George did, yeah, you know, the the prevalence of CGI. And, and I guess it's, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um. You know, I just remember there on survival, you know, when they, when they shot me, they put the prosthetic on and then CGI'd it out and then added the blood and, and did everything later where, you know, there was, you know, no one pulled a button off my head. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of that, you know, especially in terms of headshots, a lot of that stuff is just done completely CGI. One take. Yeah. Um. I did three on mine, um, but he had two cameras. Um, I I think if he would have had, like, when I say twice the budget, you're talking four or five million dollars. You know, if he'd have had twice the budget, he probably would have had more time to do this stuff and not, you know, know, I.
3: Was the under a release date, gun? I don't think so.
2: Uh, I think it was a production date. Like, they needed to have it done because, you know, Survival was shot in 08. In it didn't come out for shit 11 months. I was up there. I mean, he basically shot all of October of 2008. I think it was like a 34-day budget or 34-day shoot. Uh, and... You know, it came out in September of 09, so I think they needed to have it done so that it could get into festivals and get, and, you know, have the opportunity to get out at a certain time. It's true. Um, you know, I think, I think Land was really the, the last film he worked on that probably had a production date, uh, or a, a release date set. But I mean, you know, he had what, 15 million? For land, and you know, it shows. I mean, it, it shows the quality, and you Is that know, the
3: actual number, I always thought it was closer to 25.
2: I think it's 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it was a f- it's, it's, I mean, outside of some
3: of the lower end, you know, some of the cruddier CGI moments, it's a big
2: time Hollywood film. Well, I mean, just from the set design. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guarantee you, a large portion of that budget was for set design, building, dead reckoning, and building, you know, the exterior sets and the interior stuff. I mean, I every
3: think that the the set. I mean, like, take it's actually a little better than something like Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two. I think was like shot in Toronto. It does not look as good as as uh, Land of the Dead.
2: Yeah, and those movies are just made to get out because the property itself is going to make money. Right, but they have a pretty slick
3: look. They have a high dollar look to them. Yeah,
2: it could it could be the production that you know it could be the cameras you use and 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 whatnot. You know, I'm I'm assuming that you know a production like Resident Evil is going to get a better better price on effects and CGI than than George would. You know, not not to they not, would
3: they would spend more on it. Yeah, because it's the same people doing the work. You're right. I mean, it's it, it's K and B, top notch effects. But if you're going for cut rate, I mean, it, it showed. There's a a couple. I mean, you know him as well as I do. There's just a couple of moments in the film that just could have been better.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, you know, budgets don't go as far today as they used to. You know, but small budgets work for certain types of film. But when you're trying to do grand scale stuff like George normally did, it it it, it drives. You know, that money goes like that. You, you know, when you
3: got favors, unless you got a friend with them all. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah, low production can work for, you know, self contained, you know, horror films, you know, with one or two zombies or one monster, but, you know, getting everyone made up as zombies every night for, for almost three weeks, four weeks, that chews up your budget real quick.
3: So Matt Landrum, uh, says, I saw diary in the theater during its limited run. Uh, While I enjoyed it, I was so used to the original trilogy and land, but it didn't land 100% for me. No pun intended. Uh, I had separated from those films to further appreciate. Diary, man, I I tell you what, and I saw it, I saw Diary at least twice in the theater. Um, I tried so hard to like that thing, because it it really um, there's a lot going on in that script that there, there's a lot of there's a lot of interest <clears throat> in the way the double entendres and the the way that you know the double meanings that a lot of the dialogue uh, yeah is but ultimately, I mean, the entire project doesn't. You know, it's not a home run.
2: Yeah, that was uh, Diary is my least favorite of it of his zombie films, and for from a few reasons, mainly I, I think he went. Really heavy handed with the commentary and, and the, the voiceover. I, I think if you would have re-edited the film and got rid of the voiceover, probably would have landed a lot better. Um, won't even watch it because of the Michelle, uh, voiceover. Remember? That's, that, that's what drags it down for me. I, I don't know if I would like it more than survive, you know, Not
3: I, her voiceover, it's really the characters.
2: like the one sequence. Her, her interactions with Jason are really, really off, and I don't know if it's the are character you
3: good enough for you. Yeah. Again, it's just
2: like- I I don't know if it's her and him that don't match, or if it's the dialogue or the characters, but they're they're the chemistry is off with them, and and everyone's kind of very angry and very cynical. Yeah. You know, I I the idea of diary, is good, the execution falls flat, and and I think. Man, George
3: I, would be so much better today because it's a little like at the time it was all about, uh, MySpace and this, you know, with like Facebook live and YouTube today, it, it, it makes more sense. It,
2: and, and maybe it was ahead of its time, you know, because they, you know, they do touch upon those streaming aspects and, and the, the viral, going viral on the internet. hmm. That was really the, the beginning of the YouTube era. YouTube had only been around for about two years, three years at that point. My, you know, social media was just really starting with MySpace in 2006, 2007. So, you know, if you want to look at it from that perspective, you know, George was kind of ahead of the curve using it, but did it, did it do what it could have done to really be the, the foundation for, for later films? And it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, I I think it was a little bit out of George's wheelhouse to do that type of film, you know, if it wasn't fully found footage type, you know, maybe with elements of it, but not the the actual presentation being done that way.
3: Some of it worked, some of it didn't, you know? Yeah. Some of it seemed, obviously, you know, we've seen... Dozens of these kind of films now. Some of them seem more contrived. I thought some of the sequences work well. I like the nicotine Crockett or whoever. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I like his sequence. I like the, uh, where they end up at the shelter with the African American guy. It kind of looks like, uh, the guy from They Live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a Keith David vibe. I <clears> like <throat> that guy a lot. Um, I mean, he was on to something. It just, uh, I, it just didn't quite click with that generation. Yeah,
2: I think it was. It was either it was either too soon, mm-hmm. or the execution wasn't right, and it could have been a combination of both. I mean, I, I love Diary for the fact that it's a very early Tatiana Maslany role. And I'm a huge fan of hers in *Orphan Black*, and and she's got that connection with being in a George Romero movie. So I'm excited to meet her one day and and talk to her about *Orphan Black* and what it was like to work with George. Um, yeah, I, w- I was excited for it. I thought, oh, this is cool. George is going back to the beginning, and he's gonna he's gonna do this found footage type thing. And you know, you you don't hit a home run every time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and it it's okay. You know, it doesn't take away from the other films in the series.
3: Yeah, we'll have to do a deep dive on it. Soon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, hands down, I mean, it's not even a question. I'm a return guy. I'm just going to, you know, I, I find the, the dialogue, I mean, when we talked about the dialogue at Day of the Dead earlier and how it's got that Rob Zombie level of just intense, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a, a guttural intensity not seen in many films, but I do see it in Day of the Dead. But Return of the Living Dead, the script for that, I find amazing. It's like a stage play. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we, me and you, have ever even talked about this film. I don't know if you're a Return guy or not, but I'm. I'm it's one of my favorite films of all time, regardless of genre.
2: I re- I prefer Return of the Living Dead Part Two. I like Return Two. Um, I like it more than Return of the Living Dead. That's, um, we have talked about. I, I, I think Return is a great film. I, I do. I think it's. I think it's. It, it warrants the the accolades that it gets. I don't.
3: think Day is quotable. Return is everything is a quote. Every line is a quote.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I'm. I, I have Return of the Living Dead on Blu-ray. I watch it once, twice a year. Um. Well, there it, you go. It doesn't. It doesn't stick with me like Return Once Two does.
3: Once or twice a year, but it doesn't stick with you.
2: <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things where I I always preferred the second one. I, I watched it more as a kid. It just yeah, I like and, and 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 that was just I just liked it. Um, I have nothing against Return.
3: Clearly, but it's
2: not. It's year. What's that?
3: twice a year. I mean, I I don't know if I watch Return twice
2: a year. I'm... I I I give it at least one of the watches on what is it, July 4th or July 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then every once in a while it's just like, oh yeah, I'll watch Return and I'll put it on because I I think sometimes there's there's a part of me that feels bad for not celebrating it like some people do. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, okay, what am I missing? You're not.
3: You watch it twice a year. You're not missing anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: I think you got it. I think you figured it no. out.
2: No, but but Return Two, I'll, I'll watch. You know, if you if you gave that gave me a choice of having to watch that and something else, I'd probably pick Return Two over over a lot of other films. I
3: think a lot of people get hung up, and and it's not just you. Everybody does this. They're like, yeah, but I like this more. And it's like, well, but that's a, an entity in and of itself. You can like them both. They're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know? a lot of people you know i've got this one guy at work every time i mention tarantino he's like yeah but rodriguez is... but they're different people oh
2: yeah two totally different types of filmmaking <laughs> it's you know let's let's
3: talk about it. but some people are just like that they pair things together yeah i mean
2: i i like return to living dead i just don't celebrate it and i think that's that's a lot of what i see is you know people are like super celebrating return to living dead and it it doesn't it doesn't hit me that way uh like i said nothing wrong with it I like it. It's enjoyable, but I don't, I don't celebrate it like I do other films in that, that are, that resonate more with me.
3: Okay. Yeah, like, like the quotable, I mean, it's just like literally every line is a quote. And that, I've got a little bit of a, like that particular film. I, it, it took me actually a couple of viewings to finally sit through the whole thing. Cause although it's revered as a horror comedy these days, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, when I'm trying to take this thing in at, like, 10, 11 years old, it's not hitting me that way. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I found it actually quite disturbing. Let's see. Let's see. Will, you're, you're top of the pops this week. Uh, Land needed more character actors. More characters? I, I don't know. I, I mean, with Johnny Legs and Dennis Hopper in there, how many how many more character actors do you
2: want? yeah but you know when you watch Dennis when you watch a movie with Dennis Hopper in it you're watch- you know you're watching Dennis hopper
3: by that you know there there's director actor, though he was not a headliner he was taking work, um, yeah,
2: but he's still Dennis Hopper I mean you watch a movie with Arnold in it at this day you're still watching an Arnold yeah. movie oh, right. you know he doesn't you know it it it's like you said you know when you talk about Foxy and all these guys you know i I couldn't i mean I knew who Simon Baker was I couldn't tell you anything he had been in, but I kind of knew him. And and a lot of the other guys, you know, they're okay. There's one or two people I probably would have cast differently. I mean, I like Lake Wasamo in the movie, but it's still John Lake Wasamo. You know, it's that that role wasn't written specifically for him. It wasn't specifically tailored to him once he got cast. Um,
3: You're saying exactly why Romero's earlier work is superior because there's nothing attached with these actors. You don't yeah. recognize him like, hey, that's Luke Skywalker and something else. I
2: mean, well, I mean, I mean, look at Peter Stormare and Bruiser. I mean, Peter Stormare at that point had done really like Fargo,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Armageddon, uh, but he wasn't Peter Stormare. Like, you know, when you, when you see Peter Stormare in a movie now, you know, I like to say if, you know, if I'm watching a movie and he shows up, I'm like, oh, surprise Peter Stormare. <laughs> you know, then I instantly start watching because I know his work and he always plays the same, he plays himself to a certain degree one way or the other, um, you know, he doesn't get lost in a role. Um,
3: Let's see, Mark, he's he's talking about when we took this to the day site, oh,
2: silo site, okay, silo
3: site from day, he cried a little, depends on where you come into Georgia, saw day in an empty cinema when it came out and fell in love with it. Um, wow, I didn't realize that particular uh, location had that effect. I mean, I know we had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you pulled up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's us fight, and went, okay, let's let's mill around for a minute here and burn some daylight. But no, suddenly we're we got a reenactment going, <laughs> 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 you know, prosumer camera equipment going on. But yeah, now that was quite a, a reenactment there. That's... I had a good time when otherwise I you know was just like whatever. It's a plot of Saw it. There was really not much to it,
2: <laughs> but and that, and that's what I love about fans of George's movies is we'll turn the worst looking opportunity into a memorable experience. And I mean, the fact that we filmed that and lined it up with the audio from the movie, really, like I I wasn't expecting that when we got there. That was kind of like a. Uh, just on a whim kind of thing. I'm like, Hey, let's just all do this and, you know, have a blast and even doing that at the creep show house and, you know, having the ability to, to do that. And, and that's the, the, the great thing about George's stuff. He filmed it in an area that people are just super awesome. You know, the people in Pittsburgh, you know, more or less are some of the greatest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, and, and again, you know, if I was able to see Day of the Dead in the theater and it was empty, I would probably love it more just because of that experience of sitting in, a, in an almost empty theater, um, I think adds something to watching any movie.
3: I saw Night of the Living Dead, 1990, I want to say it was on its opening night. There was maybe three people in the theater and... Did not enhance the, uh, experience.
2: I, I remember as the Blair Witch Project was run, it was ending its first run. I saw it in September of 99 and I went into the theater and sat down and I was the only person to about five minutes into the movie and two other people walked in. <laughs> and I was a little pissed because they sat like one row behind me. I'm like, really? The whole theater, you pick the one row behind me, but they were silent. So it felt like they weren't there, but that was. That's kind of fun. I do enjoy watching a movie. I love watching a movie in a crowded theater, and I love watching a movie when no, one's out, when no one else is there.
3: We've got one from Alex, a friend of the Sonic Al. Uh, trivia. Dwayne McLean, who played Black Bart in A Christmas Story, played the zombie with a noose around his neck in Land of the Dead. Noose around his neck, zombie. Is that I
2: one? don't, I don't know the particular zombie off the top of my head, but that makes sense because *A Christmas Story*, if you don't know, was all the exteriors for the most part were filmed in Toronto.
3: Mm, okay. So it
2: because, sounds, it sounds like Dwayne McLean has had a long storied history in in, in film, uh, especially in the Toronto area. So that's pretty cool. Nice, nice piece of trivia for *Land of the Dead*. I appreciate that, Alex. Thank you.
3: This is a good one, man, and I don't. You know, I wasn't really expecting to touch on this one. But, I mean, any idea why George... I mean, it's obvious he's uh, only really known for his zombie films, and that's unfortunate. I mean, it's it's not unfortunate because he reached, you know, unprecedented levels of fame in that genre and created a genre and will forever be uh, referenced. So it's not... A tragedy or anything. I mean, he's going to be appreciated for generations to come. But at the same time, such a bulk of his filmography consists of zombie-related projects. And me, mm. as a George Romero fanatic, and I know uh, Matt has echoed this in the past. I would have loved to see more non-zombie, non-horror, not even horror-related projects. I, I just because because he has it in him. He's a filmmaker. He's an artist, yeah. and 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 I feel that he's act operating on the same level, at, at least at, at a given time in, in his you know in his filmography, he was operating on the, the the top of the arts, and I just find it unfortunate that he was never able to find a foothold in a genre outside of horror.
2: Yeah, I I, I know. talking to him one time. He he just wanted to make movies and he had different ideas for different types of movies. I don't think he wanted himself to be pigeonholed hold into the horror genre. And I think that's kind of where his career started. And that's why the earlier works that he did, you know, season of the witch, I don't even consider that a horror movie season. Of, uh, There's always vanilla way off the radar with a romantic type of, type of film, you know, bruiser is barely a horror movie. Um, you know, it's more of a thriller and, and, and whatnot. But I, I just knew George wanted to make movies and he wanted to try his hand at different stuff. But, you know, when you hear the name George Romero, what do you think of? Mm-hmm. Zombies and horror. And that, and that's, he didn't, he didn't shun it, but he just wished that someone would have been like, George, here's money. Go, you know, make this movie. Um,
3: I can't believe somebody didn't win the lottery before it was all said and done. So, I, shit, I, I, I would have. I know damn.
2: I'd have given him five million to do whatever or say, you know, you that's know, and really, I think
3: anyone would have, that's the number. And that's not, you don't stumble up across that number accidentally. I mean, that's like basically what Grunewald and company was coming up for his last couple of pictures. That's what it takes with digital photography and the equipment that he was using 5 million. He could have just written a non-horror script and, and gotten it done. And that's all I wanted to see.
0: And uh,
2: yeah. I I mean, even making a, you know, you know, Clay or, you know, whatever he had written. You know, I know he wanted to make like a romantic type drama comedy, not so much like a rom-com, but he wanted he just wanted to branch out. He had different ideas. And and unfortunately, we never got to see him. He expressed
3: interest in redoing uh, Season of the Witch as well, which Mm -hmm. I mean, the more I watch that, I'm like, especially with the arrows pristine blu ray they put it I'm like don't even redo it I mean it just looks so fantastic. I don't know if you've had a chance to take that one
2: in oh yeah yeah no it's it's been a little while since i uh, I visited that box set I think last fall or whatever uh oh, was be. probably the last time I really cracked it open but yeah season of the witch I, I do appreciate i I do like that one out of that entire box set um you know yeah I like the crazies but I think season of the witch is one of those that uh, a lot of people really glance over. I'm, I want to say something real
3: quick, because I, I kind of ran it. I, I've got a, an associate that, you know, who's also, he's as much of a Romero fan as we are, and I I dropped something on him the other day. Like, the the last time that I took in Season of the Witch, the scene where Ray Lane turns on um, uh, Lane, or I'm sorry, the Jan White's friend, He basically rolls a fake joint with, uh, you know, just cigarette tobacco and does this whole psycho trip on her, psychological trip on her. I mean it, man. Go through that scene again. That is the absolute best thing that George has ever written. And I know it it, without uh, analyzing it, it deserves a laugh. But but honestly, you think about what he's writing there. It's a He's probably 32 years old. Younger than you and I. He had the perspective to write a middle-aged woman who is like running out of options in life but is still wants to explore things, be young, do things. And this whole sequence of of Ray Lane's character bringing this out, it's really fascinating. I mean, it's a really complicated piece of work once you add all I mean, when you just Conceptualize coming up with this shit.
0: It's like who the fuck comes
3: up with that? You know, tricking some old lady to realize that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind yeah. of out there, but the execution—it's it, they—they really nail it.
2: Now. Yeah, and 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 I think that's the thing is I think George always had strong ideas and strong scripts, and and sometimes the execution just didn't didn't lend itself to to the what he could have done. You know, if he could have gone back and remade Day of the Dead uh, or Season of the Witch, um, I, I would have been interested to see what he would have done with it. Looking back, and you know, I think we would have gotten a completely different film uh, from what we saw, not just in terms just because it would have been a remake, but just I think George's approach would have been very, very different. Having that experience as a younger man and now as an older man, uh really putting both together and yeah. Now, I, I, I'd i like to see someone remake that movie with the intent of doing it like George maybe would have.
3: I'm glad you, you mentioned that because it made me think of something that I'll just mention here. Because anybody that's listening now, you're, you're hardcore WGON for life. For, for, um, just something that had been on my mind. I'd mentioned to you, Matt. Uh, we're going to... We're thinking about maybe doing a live audio play of the original Day of the Dead script. And if anybody's interested and you have some decent recording equipment, uh, just uh, send an email to WGONradio.com because we're looking to put together an audio play of the original day script. And I think listening to it in that form would kind of flesh it out a little better. Because just on the page, it doesn't quite... You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. a script But uh, but I think, you know, and we could probably break it up or maybe just put it all on one podcast. But I, I, I think that it'd be really cool to put that project together. And also there's a couple of other scripts. Um, I'm sitting on the Diamond Dead. Maybe we could look on there. Mm. We could do something with Diamond Dead later. I got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Let's, let, let's flesh them out. That would be something to do this year. All right. Yeah, especially Diamond Dead. So it's been a while since I visited that that piece of work, so.
3: Yeah, Diamond Dead. That's that's off the radar for every you know even oh. most astute George Romero. Yeah.
2: yeah, that was less than a blip on the radar, but I do I I do have a copy of that.
3: Well, wasn't there like you know yeah man Johnny Depp and Ozzy Argentine.
2: <laughs>
3: as good as done. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm just browsing through the. Uh, shit. Sometimes the uh, when you browse into the comments it'll suddenly jump to the bottom and
0: it's mm-hmm. like,
3: uh, return of the living dead as a way of life, I agree.
0: a <laughs> no costume.
3: Actually, uh I did my uh I-, I was considering it, dude. I was considering going the suicide. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Short, let's do the crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook up the suicide. Forgive me, I'm I'm trying to find back uh, where I was. Uh, so there's been some talks about the mines. Okay, let's see, Eric, Alex, what you got? The music and soundtrack, especially Modern's Man's beautiful work they did as a part of. Um, I'm I'm okay with Day of the Dead. I've got no problem. I I don't. Uh, let's get real. I mean. The soundtrack was made for the original script, so the tropical vibrations are appropriate. When you apply it to a bunch of dudes screaming in a cave, it's, you know. The music itself, though, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't have any, I actually kind of like the music. I think it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think the music in, in day stands out as much as the original or the first two zombie films that George did. Um, Certainly
3: way more cohesive. Like, I think well, the, you say that because the, the music's kind of all over the place in those films where this is just. You can tell the same composer did the whole thing.
2: Yeah. And, it, and, and yeah, I like the I like the soundtrack from Day of the Dead. It is very 80s, which is great where, you know, the soundtrack for for night, you know, is that that capital, you know, library music. And even, you know, for Dawn, mostly library music and Goblin, very. It's, it, it's not hard to tell that they were made in any certain time frame. But Day of the Dead, it screams 80s. Very very synthesized, um, but it, it's I, I I like it. I just don't think it's as as strong as the first two films in that trilogy.
3: Yeah, and and it's not a you know it's not like a a weak composer or anything because I think John Harrison's work for Creepshow is superior. It's super oh
2: absolutely spot on. Isn't yep,
3: uh, Will friend of the show. <laughs> I got told the zombie museum didn't exist when I first went to the mall. I was told that by mall staff at the time. I found I found it on my own five minutes later. I actually, after the um, Living Dead Museum was erected inside of Monroeville Mall, which is somewhere around 07-ish, 6 07 range, I actually went there a couple times, and just both times I went, it was closed. I never actually got to go in there. I always wanted to because I always saw the models and things of the, of the mall store layout yeah. and such It's I always wanted to see that stuff, but I didn't actually get to check it out till like 2018.
2: Yeah. I remember when Kevin had his first store at the mall and he had the little back part, um, when the whole storefront was all the, uh, the other toys and stuff that he did. And, and that was kind of like a side note. Um, I remember he would show a lot of the, uh, the documentary, like the dead will walk from the Dawn box set. And I remember just, I'd go back there from time to time. I remember talking to Kevin and, and telling him that I had, you know, mall lights and stuff. And that's kind of where I first, you know, got introduced to who Kevin was. And I remember sitting back there one time, I think Reeve was probably about a year old. So this would have been like sometime in 09 and Bill Heinzman just walks in and just sits down and I look over and I'm like, Bill, (laughs) <laughs> just just kind of like offhanded. And we sat back there and talked for probably 25, 30 minutes until it was, it was time that, you know, Reeve at that point had just kind of lost interest in everything. Um, but yeah, I, I, it wasn't like super advertised. I think he advertised it within the store. And unless you were really looking at that, you didn't know it was in the back. And then I remember when he moved over to where the arcade was, um, that's where he kind of really took off with that and, and kind of had some promotion from outside of his own storefront.
3: Man, I really, I, mm, I'm sorry. I just would love to talk to Bill Hensman, man.
0: Mm, that
3: kills yeah. me. I just I and in a podcast I was doing about 10 years ago. We were actually reaching out to him, you know, repeatedly trying to, trying to get, a, you know, reach out to him from an interview and like the, the very next bit of news we heard that he, was that he had passed. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He was a super sweet guy.
3: And just loved to talk. Yeah. I mean, he was like the night of the living dead debate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Real. Uh, but yeah, it, it actually, it took me a minute. I never actually saw the store in the mall. I saw it closed. I mean, the doors were closed. I couldn't get in, but for whatever reason, he was at a convention that weekend. So, uh, was not able to, uh, see that until recently.
2: So while you're looking there, I do want to point out, um, I know he's been lurking in the chats, but Dan Lowry, congratulations on the birth of your twin girls. Yes. Congratulations, my friend. Um, hope Courtney and Atticus are doing well. Um, so take care of yourself. Try to get sleep when you can. Um, you know, we look forward to seeing you guys as soon as we can, but I wanted to give a congratulations out to you on, on, on Courtney doing well and, and the girls as well.
3: Yeah, I hope you guys are doing well, and that they can make it home soon, and everything's okay. And I hope you guys are getting some rest too, because uh, it's been a little while since me or Matt have had to go to
2: sleep in eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: But yeah, congratulations to to I mean so now you, you it's, it's three kids now, right? Yeah, so yeah, he's outnumbered him mm-hmm. and Atticus. That's amazing. Yeah. I do want to just. This is a comment from Jace Whitman, and I do just want to. We all. I think we all need to revisit Diary, don't we? But I do want to just mention Jace Whitman because friend of the show. uh, It hasn't been an update recently, but I'm sure he'll he'll get back with it soon. The Dawn of the Dead Thursdays that Jace creates is amazing. I mean, it's 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 just. We we need more stuff like that, and you know. Jace has really been toeing the line here for the last couple of years with the Dawn of the Dead Thursdays, which basically uh, it's a YouTube show that will showcase a collectible or, a, or or maybe an event. Uh, so I look on YouTube for Dawn of the Dead Thursdays and hopefully we'll see another one of those soon. And yes, I think everybody just generally speaking needs to revisit Diary. I don't think there's anybody in the world that
2: I I, I think it's one of those you have to go in and, and and like I said, don't go in with the attitude of God, this sucks. Why am I watching this? Go in and just as open-minded as you can. It's, I, you know, again, when I say that I'm not expecting anyone to change their tune, but there's gotta be something in there that you like. There's gotta, be you gotta see what George was going for. Um, you know, just you know, you, you you go to the kitchen, you try to make something. It doesn't look like you 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 wanted it to, or it doesn't come out right, but you tried. Um, you you got to celebrate what you can with it. Um, you know, but yeah, no, I even I need to go visit Diary again. It's probably the one that I've watched the least. Um, out of them, I like the beginning a lot. I I think the the beginning of the film is is part of my is probably my most favorite part of the movie. Um, I got to visit the opening slum locations uh, when I went up to Toronto a couple of years ago where they do the opening newscast. Uh, And probably in 2009, I went to the mansion that the film ends in, which is kind of like a resort.
3: Oh, dude, we got to go to Toronto.
2: Yeah. Canada. Yeah. No, a a lot of good spaces up there. Toronto's a beautiful city. I absolutely love it. And, you know, next to Pittsburgh, it's my absolute favorite city to go to.
3: Uh Will wealthy wealthy is he's in he's going to be bub in the uh, in the
2: uh Will's got wonderful range he can do that very well
3: he does he does he should have played uh... he should have played Big Daddy um...
2: <laughs> well that's what I call him exactly <laughs>
3: yeah let's see <laughs> who's who wants to be played Rhodes <laughs> Will you're bub that's fine.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you got to bring range. Like Rhodes is going to be cast hard. You're going to have to bring your A game to that.
3: I you know I don't even remember was I mean I'm sure Diamond uh, was bad. You. Was it bad? I don't, I'm sure it was.
2: You know what? I'm going to have to dig it out. It's it's sitting probably within four feet of me somewhere in one of my boxes. I'm going to have to go look it out. Actually, I think I have a PDF of it as well. I'm going to have to fire the fire it up and and go through and take notes. So maybe for a future episode. Uh, we can do a deep dive into diamond dead. Uh, cause again, it's, there's a a lot of people that don't even know what the fuck are they talking about? What the fuck is diamond dead? Uh, yeah, it was, it was that mid two thousands kind of project that George was working on that never kind of, he was releasing it kind of as like a serial on his website. Um, used to be able to go and get a chapter to whenever he would update it. But, um, I know I sent Suze the PDF I had. She was working on collecting his stuff, and I know I sent that to her. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe it'll come out in a collected form and in some way, shape, or form here in the future, depending on what she's got going on.
3: Um... Yeah, I, I don't know who that was saying that. Anybody, just see yeah, if you, if seriously, if you're interested, cause I'm, I, I, it's been a minute since I looked at the day script. It's got a ton of characters. So I mean, it, you know, if you're interested, you're in, you know, if you just have a mean. Yeah,
2: yeah, is it? I, I guess I can go out and grab it at homepage of the dead. I, I'm sure I have the, I'm sure I have the file somewhere in my file, you that's, know. That's the one I do. Yeah. You know, so we'll have to go out and we'll have to, we'll, uh, We'll, we'll work on it and see what we need and we'll put out a, a a, a casting call. (laughs) Those are my men in there. (laughs) Those
3: are my men in there. I thought they were talking about us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I, I get it now. Okay. So Alex again, uh, he's just,
2: I'm going to hide this, but. Oh, that was Dan Lowry that posted that. Those are my men in there.
3: He is specifically asking Alex is about the, uh, the song with vocals and I, mean, I don't you know it's par for the course if i don't have a problem with it it's just credit music it had it popped up during the zombie you know eating scene i don't know it might have been weird kind of it's kind of like a it's kind of like one of those bizarre songs that comes up in asian mute movies sometimes where it's like yeah i
2: i i think any any vocal tracks like that um, cause it's played over the credits. I think it's really the only place that it's appropriate that it wouldn't. I, I, I think adding that type of vocal track to, to George's movies would have completely changed the tone and, and really pulled you out of what George was trying to do. And I think that's the strength of George's movies that they don't include a lot of that pop music or, or something recognizable to, to distract you where a movie like return to the living dead has that rock soundtrack that, that punk soundtrack that, you know, adds to it. So, yeah, I, I I think it's good where it is again, nothing wrong with it. I think it's, it's good soundtrack. Um, but it's, to me, it's good where it is.
3: All right. Well, that brings us to a close for the evening. I we've gone, well, two and a half hours and, uh, (laughs) this has gone better than expected. Mark Norris, Says Sarah's research. Do I get the part? Yes, you do. Uh, so uh, Logan <laughs> is now from Britain, and that's fine with me. There's nothing saying that he's not.
2: Uh, hey, it's 2020, man. We'll cast this shit as we need to. I'm not. I'm not pigeonholing any role for for any one particular person.
3: Yeah, we're gonna class up. Huh. Class. Although I'm not
2: gonna be Terry Alexander. I can't do a Jamaican accent to to save my life. So. <laughs> Count me out of that role.
3: Yeah, I pretty much, I'm gonna do the, uh, I'll do the, the narrator and the, uh, you know, if there's like a part that has just one or two lines randomly and just a total bit part, but every, I'm, I'm gonna need some help everywhere else. So maybe I'll put the good word out. I'll, you know, as, as we figure out who's doing what, I'll, I'll put out requests for, uh, for other parts. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm game for bringing anybody in that's, that's, that's wanting to do it. This should be fun. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, I'm, we're going to go ahead and sign off for Eric. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. And we will see you uh, very soon here on WGON Radio. Take care, guys. Bye bye.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the
1: weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?